Hello, adventurers. Thanks for checking out the Storyteller Squad. My name is Natalie, and I'm the producer, editor, and keeper for this podcast actual play series. I'm popping back to these, our earlier episodes, from the future, to let all you new listeners know how much we truly appreciate you starting the show. You might be new to Monster of the Week, or maybe you're new to the actual play genre entirely. In either case, we're glad to have you with us. The squad and I have been playing this game and telling our story since 2021, so there's lots ahead for you to enjoy. But before I send you into the episode, let me tell you about a couple other options for how you can start listening. Obviously, you can just stay here. Skip past my little time travel disclaimer and start right at the beginning. But full transparency, you'll notice right away that our audio gets a lot better over time. If you don't mind a highlight reel and would like to skip past the episodes where we were joined by summertime crickets, we've produced a pair of recap episodes which summarize and condense all the exciting events of our first two seasons. My personal recommendation? Check out the recap for season one. Then decide if you want to become a completionist and come back for all the juicy season one details. Or if by then you're ready to start listening to full episodes, pick up with season two and beyond. And if you're just looking to sample what our show is like, you could also try starting with our episode 002 shot. Part one and part two present a short mini arc that offers a nice snapshot of who our characters are and the sort of play and post-production you can expect from more current episodes of The Storyteller Squad. Especially now, with all our years of podcasting experience. What a weird thing to be able to say. I guess we're doing it. However you decide to listen, I'm so excited for you to meet the squad and experience what we like to refer to as the 10 hours lo-fi and chill for autumnal lesbians and witchy cryptids of actual play podcasts. See you in the future, adventurers. The world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Last time, we left you with a bit of a cliffhanger, so who wants to give us a brief summary of what happened? Damien was minding his own business when he noticed some police officers in a car, and they seemed like an awfully fun fun thing to do. Uh, That led to his arrest and Agent Winokur hot on his trail, winding up at the sheriff's office. Uh, in which he was questioned by Whitaker and the sheriff about murder, clearly not Damien's style. And Major Whitaker went off and to come back a later day for more, more questions and more information. And then Damien waltzes off and then they meet up at the coffee shop with uh, Bethany where Agent Whitaker has been talking. And at this point in the timeline, other things have happened uh, that other people should speak up for yeah we we did sort of a uh, a classic pilot episode where everyone was sort of scattered to the four corners of this small town in washington state where our story takes place 
we had some reunions happen. We had our, our three sort of uh, just three normal, you know, college grads who live in a town. Maybe they live a town over. They knew each other once. Now they're reacquainted in a strange uh, set of happenstances. Suffice to say, there was a murder. And you guys were all sort of swept up in the investigation slash aftermath of that murder, whether it was the person who died was a friend of your coworker, you were told by some strange little spirits that it was time to make new friends again. You know, maybe you just sort of went with the flow, but were open to strangeness. And we all wound up in Chase Warren's uh, house where he and his uh, girlfriend Inari had been staying. Everyone sort of wound up there because of a distress call, a phone call for help. Uh, Taylor, who is Bethany's coworker at the Starbucks in Vernal Springs, he called sounding in distress. Something had gone wrong when he went to go visit Inari to check on her. And when you all arrived and crept into the house of Chase and Inari's, you found the, the bath running and a monster, your very first one, and signs of a struggle. And Aiden found Damien, I believe, upstairs. Helping. We, yeah, yeah, helping. <laughs> he got better. So they found, they found Taylor up on the second floor while everyone else was sort of dealing with this large fox down on the first floor in the living room. And I believe we ended with our three college grads, Bethany, Felicity, and Raven, all sort of huddled together Scooby-Doo style in the blood house. Uh, as, the Hugo running like with the scream of sticks going. The Kitsune, which is this monster you all are now fighting, whether you know to call it that or not, had attacked Agent Whitaker and wounded him when he tried to fire on it. But when you all sort of arrived into the uh, living room, it was distracted from its dealings with him and turned to face you. And in a shine of light, angelic wings shimmered in the air and a barrier appeared in front of you all to protect you your friend Aiden threw up her hand and caught the clawed mitt as it's snarling and struggling to fight back against her. And she looked back a little bit worried, realizing that now there were quite a few people here to protect and a monster that probably none of you are prepared to deal with. That's where we left off. As, as origin stories are, it's sort of tough to quick travel through a summary of them. But we're here now. And so, at the beginning of every Monster of the Week game, there are things we need to do. Do any of you guys in your character playbooks have something that you're supposed to do at the start of a mystery? It would be one of your moves that you're allowed to do. I do. Yeah, I think I do too. I have connect the dots. So, at the beginning of each mystery, if I look for the wider patterns that current events might be part of, I roll plus sharp. Um, On a 10 plus, hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. And then I can spend my hold during the mystery to ask the keeper any of the following questions. And then I have some questions that I can ask. Let's do it. In our, in our frozen moment of time, Raven is hit with a flash of uh, <laughs> her mind. Oh, but piecing things together. That's an eight. So I get to hold one. You get one question off your list of fun questions that you get to ask. Let's see. Do I have to ask it right now? I think I'm I can not sure. wait. I think you can hang on to it and just wait. You yeah, just have a question I don't think, you're allowed to ask. Yeah, I don't think any of these questions are super relevant uh-huh. right now. We like okay. just don't know enough. Then uh, um, we'll move on to Felicity. Cool. I have premonitions. At the start of each mystery, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, you get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take one forward. 
seven and nine, you get a clouded image, mark experience if you stop it. On a miss, you get vision of something bad happening to you and the keeper holds three to be spent mm-hmm. one for one as penalties to rolls you make. Let's Woo! see those spooky powers of yours kick in. <laughs> Fingers crossed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This was how you wound up in the blood house. So I got a 12. Okay. That's pretty good for you, right? Yes. I don't have all your playbooks pulled up, but I guess I have the book in front of me. Yeah, so I get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take plus one forward to prevent it coming true and mark experience if you stop it. Okay. That seems kind Hmm. of broad, but... All right, a detailed vision of something bad? Something bad that is yet to happen. Yep. Okay. Just a dead Agent Whitaker. (laughs) (laughs) Just make sure he doesn't die and I get... Yeah, um, all right. Uh, you get another vision, like the one that sort of set you on this quest to come here with these two uh, other girls that you knew a long time ago and then were sort of motivated by your, your premonition that, oh, I, I need to be with them again or we're going to be in trouble. The previous premonition sort of plays out in your mind and, and Aiden arrives to protect you. You get another flash of this future sight that you possess. The three of you are still together, but you are sitting in a prison cell. You're in some sort of holding cell. There's a, a, an office in front that you can see. One of the local sheriffs uh, sitting there doing some paperwork. Raven is very upset. She's distraught. Bethany is doing her best to comfort her. And you're sort of looking around to see where uh, your little spirit friend, Ghosty, went because he's missing. Oh, no. <laughs> Flash, and you're back. And so that's, that's your, your premonition of uh, a thing that may likely happen, uh, given how predictable your, your visions seem to be. Okay. Does anybody else have a start of mystery move that they make? So I have one, but I think it might be too late. Oh, when you're in good standing with your sect at the beginning of each mystery, roll plus charm. On a 10 plus, they provide useful information or help in the field. On a 7 to 9, you get a mission associated with the mystery. And if you do it, you'll get some info or help too. And on a miss, they ask you to do something bad. If you fail a mission or refuse an order, you will be in trouble with your sect until you atone. Mm. Do you roll for it? Yes. Why don't you roll? And I'll hang on to the results and work them in so they fit narratively. Ah, got a five. So they have to ask you to do something bad? It's time to break the law. So. Law, break the law. (laughs) And I don't see that ever going well because I have a minus one to charm, so. Oh. (laughs) Huh, well, that's that's interesting then because we're going to have to figure out why you're in such, like, bad standing or why they continue to, like, push your boundaries in terms of what they want you to do. They asked you to do something bad, huh? We'll, uh, we'll get to that. But until then, there's a monster in the room, everybody. There's no, there's no initiative. We'll just sort of take turns as it makes sense and as people get ideas based on what they want to do. Aiden basically has just done the move protect someone and used some ability of hers to throw up a barrier, which is protecting all of you from the Kitsune's attack. And it's sort of snarling and uh, looks a little put off. Like, its eyes are wide. It's sort of like looking less so at you now and right at her. Almost like it's confused. Like, it doesn't know what the deal is. Like, that shouldn't have happened. Uh, She's not quite sure what Aiden is. 
So who, who would like to make a move? I'm not allowed to make the monster do anything until you guys do something, so. <laughs> I would like, since uh, shooting her didn't seem to go very well, what kind of, uh, you mentioned there were some like cool like decorations in this house. Are there any like banners that I could just like rip off the wall real quick? There's some like large curtains. Large uh, curtains or maybe like a little tapestry or. or yeah. Or, is it possible I could uh, grab some large thing of fabric from the wall or from wherever's closest and throw it in the kitchen's face to kind of distract it and blind it. So if anyone wants to attack or run away, be, uh, it, it, it would help them do so. Is that something you think I could accomplish in one? Yeah, I think, I think this would be sort of Agent Whitaker trying to maybe not win a fight, but secure the safety of pedestrians. You know, you are, you are an agent after all, and, and the public's well-being is uh, probably top on your, your list of things, if not the top. I will say you need to act under pressure for this because it's sort of a, a making do with what you've got maneuver and also you're bleeding. I mean, she slashed, yeah, sure. she's, she slashed you pretty good. And also there was that moment before uh, the other uh, hunters sort of interrupted her where she was sort of warping the space around you somehow. And that was really freaky. So you, you need like to push past that initial fear effect in order to um, pull For off sure. uh, this protection move you're trying to do. So that'd be a nine, I think. Two plus four plus, plus my three bonus for cool. All right. A nine, nine. is a, uh, a mixed, mixed success. success. Hmm. You get a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I'm going to say this, Agent Whitaker, if you, if you would like to succeed at this and, and sort of uh, wrap it up, you're going to put yourself close enough to her again, and, and she'll probably lash out with her claws at whatever's trying to restrain her. So you're, you're going to put yourself in harm's way if you, if you do this. Hmm. I'll take that risk for now. I don't think I'll take it again, but I'll take that risk for now. Okay. What happens is when you, you're, you're a little woozy, you're grabbing at this thing, you throw it around her while she's like watching Aiden very closely. It's like acting like a dog that's seeing something for the first time that it doesn't understand. And while you, you, you capitalize on that distraction to throw this over, over her head and, and kind of blind her for a moment, but then you, you are knocked as a, one of her like large back legs moves around. It, it pushes another vase off a table, which shatters, and you're, you're thrown against the wall. You'll take one harm from that. Reduced uh, to zero. There you go. Nice. Yeah, because you have a special suit, right? Uh, beneath, and I guess you guys have noticed this now because she's taken a gash at it. He does have a flak vest mm-hmm. underneath his uh, suit. And you know how to, like, slap fall. So when you, you kind of, like, get knocked and, and you roll uh, and just sort of, like, go with the momentum so you don't actually uh, hit your head or anything. Nice. So for now, the Kitsune's, uh, you know, vision is, is sort of wrapped up. It's clawing and shredding these drapes or whatever that Agent Whitaker pulled down. And uh, I will it's... also just, like, look back at the three teenagers entering <laughs> the building. Like, you all need to leave the premises immediately. Can I go next? Yeah, please. Cool. Is there anything that's long around me, like something that I could use to hit them? Like the pole he pulled the drapes off of, or... Ooh. Yeah, I'm not picturing that. There, there's like a, an overturned, like, large bowl, if you wanted okay. to, like, just smack them, like, you know, with okay. like a big, like, bowl. It had, like, those, like, fake, like, ornament like decorations. Like the pine cones and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's they're clearly overturned everywhere and a few have been smashed by the the monsters like feet moving around but yeah there's this big like nice turned wooden bowl they clearly got it at some sort of outdoor market all right so i'm gonna try to hit her with that but before i do can i say something to the group yeah talking is free i love that you don't always have to like pick a move or or whatever like it's very this is a fight but whatever you can think of to do to help you can try it cool i'm gonna say i don't think we should kill her i don't think we should kill her i think if we kill her we'll get in trouble and then i'm gonna try to i'm i'm working towards like knocking her out so i'm just gonna like bonker so i think because you're gonna actually physically try to hit her you're gonna roll kick some ass okay Surprisingly, Felicity is pretty And tough. does she get a plus one forward because of the the banner and stuff? Uh, yeah. You can have that, a that plus one forward. That is why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Ooh, that's not a good <laughs> reaction, the... though. What'd you get? I got two ones! <gasps> okay. Pretty, pretty bad that's fail. <laughs> Yep. Mark's mark experience. Yep. Mark experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one believes me. <laughs> well, I think what happens is is you say, uh, we're going to get in trouble if we kill her. But maybe, like, they don't realize. They're like, it's a monster. Uh, so no one is backing you up on this move. And you, right. you run up with the, the bowl to try and, like, whack her. And even without seeing you, like, while she's ripping off the, uh, the drapes, she just sort of spins around and that long fluffy tail actually kind of cracks you and you like you hit the sofa you hit it and double over the back of it like oh, it's God. just felicity ragdolls a little bit so you'll take uh you'll take a harm from that okay and i don't think she has any special gear to protect her at the moment <laughs> no uh, so yeah so you, you kind of you definitely you definitely hit your head when you land and like it's i mean it's not fun the monster just knocked you across the room aiden when she sees that happen she probably like reached out to be like no don't and like just missed grabbing you and so she is gonna turn to bethany and and raven you should probably get out of here and she's gonna run around the the couch to try and see to felicity um so (laughs) oh you go first you go first all right so after after aiden is like hey what are you doing he's like i i'm helping and aiden's like hey Get away, let's let's go. And Aiden runs, Damien goes like he's going to go down, but he immediately goes to the closet. Is this, <laughs> does the owner of this house have a suit? Yes, Chase Warren would have had a suit that he wore for business interviews. Yes. Okay, Damien's going to take the suit. Doesn't matter. He's yep. got his suit now. Damien's <laughs> going to toss the suit on like sort of the unconscious body of Taylor and then just pick him up and carry him down the stairs. Okay. Like over the shoulder, like fireman. It depends <laughs> where the wound is. If he's like struck in the chest, I'm not going to fireman carry him <laughs> over my shoulder. So I just imagine like, you know, sort of in between the arms. Okay. Just... Yeah. So you sort of Bridal awkwardly, style. awkwardly carry this, uh, this poor unconscious barista down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've, I've draped the suit on top of him. So I've mm-hmm. got both. Yeah, I'm going to say, for for fun, uh, you've, like, covered his vision. So he's just sort of under there, like, like, he doesn't, he's unable to see what's going to happen, and that's going to be important later. But yeah, so you come downstairs, and... And uh, Yeah, I imagine him, like, 
turning to like, hey, I've, I've got, and like immediately sees the kitsune and is like, back to the car, get him to safety. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I mean, there's nothing there that I would say is like something a normal person couldn't do. So I think you're you're at least able to get down the stairs and like assess the scene. You might want to change your what Damien is like most focused on after someone else goes. But Bethany, what were you gonna do? I actually now that I see Damien coming down the stairs, I'm focused on helping him get my friend out. So Okay, yeah, that's fair. Is he um is is um the kids and I focused on him at all? Or are we good? Are we are we ready to no, I think uh, at this point she has like shredded and like <laughs> gnashes the uh, the drapes away from her face. So she has her vision back and is kind of now like splitting her attention between uh, Agent Whitaker and Aiden. Aiden more so because she's still just like a little bit freaked. She's like, what the heck did she do? And also the agent who seems determined to uh, to keep assaulting her. She's she's less focused on the quivering, scared young lady in, in the other side of the room. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna grab, uh, I run over to Damien and I grab his arm and I start like kind of help guide, like helping him guide him out and like kind of like helping carry, but I'm not very strong. So just kind of make a half carry. Yeah, okay. Just kind of showing that like I'm also in on this and helping out and I will help him get to the door. All right, yeah, why don't you, you roll, why don't you roll door. help out then? Yeah, for sure. Does this count as fighting a monster? No, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, wait, I don't have it selected anymore anyway. That's not that. That's going to be one of my character traits for a while. Um, that's a seven. That is not going to work. Okay. Uh, seven, your help grants them plus one, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. This is perfect. So you actually going over to help Damien is movement, and the Kitsune's eyes kind of catch that for a minute, but they follow where you're going and see Damien holding Taylor, and she sort of growls it just across the room. No! She kind of like gets down on all fours. The fur on her back like bristles and it does that like wave of uh, potential energy as she sort of rears back to maybe leap at you. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's called the soft move where I say bad things are gonna happen. And so now you guys get a chance to, to react before that does. Uh, I pull off my heel and I throw it at her face. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody wanna step in? I have a thing to try. Okay. Yes. Hell yeah, go for it, Hugo. I'm going to try to crack these scrimmage sticks together, slam them on the ground, and use some magic. Specifically, the, the one that lets you trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Okay. Is this a, a play from your, the initiates thing? Um, no, it's just the regular magic casting. Oh, just to use magic? All right. Yep. Yeah, I like this. How do you envision... Well... We should establish this, right? How, how do you envision Hugo's magic working? What is he drawing on? Is it just sort of ancient maneuvers he was taught somewhere or something he's tapping into? What, what do you feel makes sense for him? Probably a, car a combination of ancient maneuvers and a little bit of science. Just a mm. little bit. Okay. Are they, are they like tonfas a little bit? Oh, no, they're just regular sticks. They're just sort of batons? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say you, you slam them onto the ground. Maybe the, the position you're using, you channel whatever like latent electricity is like running through the house with these and direct it, uh, almost like a, like a water dousing thing. And this uh, launches over and sort of grabs at the, the Kitsune's body. And although she's ready to pounce, you zap her and it tenses all her muscles even more so that she doesn't spring away right away. She sort of 
getting electrocuted. So that will give them at least a little bit more time to get away before she tries to pursue. She she doesn't really change her focus at all. She seems very upset that maybe Taylor is going to leave the house. Did Hugo have to roll for that or did that just happen? I guess I just made it happen. We're going <laughs> to we're going to figure that out. Uh, as Go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll. Way. I can I can retcon a consequence. <laughs> well, I got a 13, so that's safe. It was perfect. It's fine. It's fine. Perfect. <laughs> Easy peasy. Oh, and as this is happening, a little yeah. like you know, like solid snake exclamation point goes on top of Whitaker's head, like top <laughs> of staff move. <laughs> Raven, how you doing? Um, crazy stuff is popping off all around you. Yeah, she's freaking out a little bit, but I think Raven would like to read a bad situation because she okay. does not know what to do right now, and I think. Mm. She needs to figure it out. Eight plus two, so I rolled a ten. Right. On a ten plus, I get to hold three. Things are crazy, but your brain is keeping up. It's just you're processing so much all at once. You're sort of frozen there for a second where you're like, okay, monster. Hugo did something cool there. Uh, what is that guy carrying Taylor out for? Like, you're just like, everything is coming in. Mm-hmm. And now you have the ability to ask me some questions and maybe figure out what Raven's uh, next move is. All right, so are there any dangers we haven't noticed besides the big scary fox lady? Besides the big scary fox lady. Is there anything else that we should know about? How's the house's structural integrity looking? The house is is fine. Everything, I mean, there's cracks and holes now in the drywall. Any bananas? Any banana peels? (laughs) No, no. There's pine cones. I mean, that's going to hurt if you step on one barefoot. But, uh, yeah. Bethany. Uh, there's There's no... immediate danger uh, aside from this this creature that seems to want to go after uh, your friend okay besides um, like knives in the kitchen and agent whitaker's gun yeah like i mean agent whitaker has a gun drawn so there's that but yeah. he seems to be fighting the monster so you're sort of uh, not worried about him just like shooting somebody randomly <laughs> okay um what is the best way to protect the victims ah okay this monster seems uh, very, very focused on Taylor. Something about him and it's his relationship to this creature. If you can get him away from it, that might be enough to like get it to sort of stand down or, or run off or reassess its, its own plans. Okay. And then I guess this one might be super obvious, but what's my best way out? Your best way out is, well, I'll say this. Your best way out is the door you came in because it just sort of opens into the living room where you're all gathered. But Bethany and Damien are at the foot of the stairs now carrying Taylor. And if they could maybe get through the kitchen, they could maybe get out if you guys are able to keep the the monster occupied in this room for a little while, because there's a a side door out that way. Bethany, you would know this having been to Chase's house. Sweet. So. I think Raven is going to try and help Damien and Bethany. I think okay. she's gonna try and like run up. She like she saw that the Bethany accidentally caught the attention of the monster, but I think she's gonna go and try and help anyway, and All right. like hurry them out the door and try and get them out. Yeah, I think you're sort of hoping that whatever Aiden's doing, she can keep doing it, and yeah. uh, maybe Hugo and the agent can also work together. He's so, hoping that like the monster is already focused on them, and so her joining isn't gonna make things worse. Yeah, hopefully, and she right. can just help. Felicity, you're, you're on the ground behind the couch. How are you feeling? 
What's what's Felicity's emotional state right now? Is she panicked? Is she I, worried? Felicity is a little bit panicked. She's a mm-hmm. little bit panicked, but only because she doesn't think people took her warning seriously about not killing it. Mm. She is she's very adamant about like we should not kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Bad things could happen, she thinks, if she kills it. So she's mostly worried that because of what happened her new friends aren't gonna listen and they're gonna get us all into trouble then in that case if you look visibly worried aiden gets down behind the couch with you for a second she helps you sit up she dusts off some like bits of pottery and and ceramic that were just sort of broken and you know around the whole the whole carpet is just littered with like detritus and and bits of like uh photo frames and flowers and she uh She's going to use this move of hers from, from the Divine playbook. She sort of puts her hand on your shoulder, and when she talks, it's like all the sound in the room just sort of... And is, and is gone. And all you can hear is her voice. You're going to be okay, but you need to leave. I'm going to take care of this. And as soon as she finishes, the sound comes back, and she stands up, and now you feel calm. You're not worried about getting in trouble. You're just, all right, I should probably leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's, that's the move she's taking right now. And yeah, she kind of stands up to then get a better eye on the, the monster, who I think is going to use one of its moves now. It's going to use a custom move that I made it. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I got all into the monster building part of the book this week. She... Maybe not hearing what Aiden said to you, Felicity, but licks its toothed mouth into this sinister smile and just says, uh, you will not escape me. And the entire room, the lights start to flicker and the whole interior of the house starts to get much darker. uh, And the Kitsune is using her frighten ability. I'm going to need everyone to roll a act under pressure move. Oh, God. Oh no! Oh no! With three to bad situation, I get plus one ongoing if I'm acting on the answers. So if I'm trying to get out the way you described, does that give me the plus one ongoing? I would say yeah, because you're trying to leave. Can you remind me how a forward works? So plus one forward means on your very next roll, whatever it is, you get an added bonus. If it's plus one ongoing, then you have that buff or negative effect that will will continue happening until the situation is resolved or whatever's causing it ends. Okay, because apparently I get a plus one forward for successfully casting magic. Okay. <laughs> That's an eight for you, Damien. It's an 11 for Asian I got a I got a six. Okay. Six. Okay. Hey, the children gotta get out of here, stat. <laughs> I got a 10. Okay, I not that 10. child. That child can stab. I'm trying to leave. <laughs> oh, well, you're the only smart one in here. Right. It's an 11 with the plus one ongoing, but that's not relevant. Okay, that's not bad. That's good. Um, so Aiden got an eight, uh, which I think is also a mix. Cool. Well, Bethany, you mark experience because you got a six. Anybody else who got below a seven should mark experience. Yay, I'm at two. I <laughs> <laughs> get experience too. Uh, no, you, you're, oh. you're mixed, so it's not quite a failure. Uh, what was your score, Hugo? Ten. Ten. 
Okay. I uh, failed my only roll last session, so. No. <laughs> That's all right. You're doing okay. You've put it all together, and you're just mission focused now. You and Hugo, actually, you're you're using some of that discipline and focus that you get from your after work karate, and you are not going to let this thing, you know, break your will at all. Damien, you know what this thing is doing. It's a monster. You're a monster. This is a move that you have also used on humans occasionally. But this is a new situation, so I'm going to give you a hard choice. You're worried that maybe the longer you stay and help this random person, the less chances there are that the Kitsune is going to like leave you alone after it deals with him. So I'm just going to put that out there and let Damien make his decisions based on that premise. Agent Whitaker, you rolled an 11, I think? Sure did. Right? Yeah. I got plus three to cool. You can't sway me. <laughs> this is the thing that it tried to do earlier when it was like warping the, the kitchen around you. And now now you're clued in. You're like, oh, this thing uses fear. It's it's just using illusions. The light isn't actually dim. I'm, I've got this. So you're not frightened at all. If you failed this roll, I'm going to give you a minus one ongoing until you either get out of the house or the Katsune is like rendered unconscious. And if you got a mix, which I think is Aiden and Damien, yeah, for her also, she's sort of like worried, like the longer this goes on, the greater the chances that someone is going to die because this monster is clearly vicious and bloodthirsty. So I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her minus one ongoing because she's now like so distracted on protecting that she might not be as good at fighting this thing. So that's, that's the Tsune's most recent move. Who wants to do something else? I want to shoot it again. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like that. Him. I like that yeah. as the next move. I will say, Agent Whitaker, he's here, like, he's here to protect people, number one, for sure, but he's mm-hmm. also here to learn, right? Like, the, yeah. the organization he works for, they're here for learning, and one of their big tenets is, if you can get a monster alive, do that. So um, we're going to be aiming for legs, arms, anything that's, that's said, not in there. I think also they're totally fine performing autopsies on creatures Oh, as don't well. get me wrong. Yeah. They are. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but I think a little bit of that mixed with, even though Agent Whitaker doesn't know who Felicity is and why she matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but something about what she said is just like, okay, okay. Yeah, so right. I'm... Because that's not something a normal person would say, right? Don't kill it, we'll get in trouble. Like, who would think that? (laughs) He's starting to get clued in between the lightning coming out of Hugo's Escrima Sticks, Mm. Demon Damien, Angel Wings coming out of Aiden. Maybe everyone here's magical. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you've discovered a, a rival organization that you were never briefed upon or anything like that. Like, yeah. Like, we're the situation is as strange right for you as, as everyone else, I think. We've never stumbled into something so dense with information. we right. got to preserve every little bit that we can. That's kind of where I'm coming from here. The debrief on this is going to be extensive. <laughs> like, as soon as this is over, it's going to be, nobody move! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Let's so, some... clearly kick some ass if you're going to fire yeah. your weapon. Mm, it's a seven. All right. Well, it's a mix. So what is the harm for your gun? It's too harm. Too harm. Okay. Where are you shooting this thing? Uh, I'm aiming for uh, the legs, I think. Hinder mobility, that kind of thing. And they're still a big enough target. 
So you get it. I mean, you're you're a decent shot. You get it right in the in the it's it's left leg because it's turned now to face the kitchen, and it lets out this like it's like a you know like a fox getting kicked. It's very sad sounding, but it is a monster. No, I so feel bad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Also, you notice that while the bullet did penetrate, and it seems to have, like, it's, it's now bleeding, it was like you shot an ox, not this live, Ooh. slender creature. Clearly, there's some, some thick hide or magical defenses that are keeping all of the harm from going through, but definitely harmed, at least a little bit. Okay. She's gonna turn to attack you, but I'm gonna sort of interrupt that and have Aiden roll to try and protect you. Oh, thank you, Aiden. She wants everyone to be safe. So let's see. If I want to protect, that's just a basic move. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. All right. right. It's okay. Aiden's tough, but uh, she might not be that tough. That's a six. Well, that's fun. Aiden gets some experience. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it makes it worse. (laughs) Or it could just mean... It doesn't work. It doesn't have to make things worse. Protect someone on a miss. You end up making things worse. <laughs> oh, well, there it is. But this is okay. The Kitsune turns. It's going to attack you. It leaps with its claw to slash at you. Aiden is there. She's, she's just there in the way of it and gets completely clobbered by this claw attack. She goes flying. You're pretty sure if you got hit by this, you would be dead. And you're not even entirely sure she's not. Because she goes through a wall. The dust and drywall and everything goes everywhere. And she just kind of is now in the kitchen, slumped up against the, the cupboards. Probably she hit it hard enough that like there's like water spewing from like the sink. And uh, I'm going to say that the, the making it worse... She managed to keep you from getting harmed, but you're going to get minus one ongoing because now you think that you let somebody die. That's legit. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden took a, a hit there. Can Raven go check on her? You'd like to stop helping them get Taylor out? Yeah, like I was, Raven was just like walking with them, kind of. They, yeah. they seem to be holding Taylor just fine. Mm-hmm. So I think Raven would, if she saw Aiden go through a wall, she would like leave them and rush to just make sure she's like breathing. Yes, you may do that as the next move. Do I have to roll to check on uh, Aiden? I will say that that's a act under pressure, right? Because you're not a medic. You're trying to figure no. out if she, you know, is, is dead, has a concussion, all this stuff. Yeah. I think um, Raven's plan is, whether she's alive or not, is to drag her out of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is a 10. Um, I don't... Know if I still have the plus one ongoing? If I do, it's an 11, but without it, it's a 10. I don't think you have an ongoing bonus, or unless it's from one of your moves that you did. It was, yeah, from reading a bad situation. Okay. It's, if I'm acting on Does the answers say, that I got, then I get plus one ongoing. Gotcha. I don't, I don't think you're acting on that question at the moment. This okay. is sort of a, a different action you're taking. You run over to Aiden, you kind of prop her up. She check her pulse, see if she's breathing. Yeah, it's weird. When you like run over to her and you like go to check her pulse, she grabs your wrist uh, and looks at you like dust in her hair and everything. And like she's got a little bit of blood coming down, but like Mm -hmm. she just looks at you and she says, You have to get out and stands up as if nothing. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And she, she does that thing where 
when you like put your hand because you're you're worried. You're like, my coworker is dead. Holy shit! You run over it, and she grabs her hand. I'm fine. We need to leave, and kind of sh- shoos you out. The, I think uh, Raven would still try door. to like grab yeah. her. Wrist Are you trying to pull like, her along? No, no. Like, yeah, I think she would. Like, she's listening to her, but she's still like, yeah, but it's dangerous. Like, you need yeah. to come with us. We'll get to that. Anybody yeah. else want to make a move? Hugo, your spell worked, but this thing is still kicking. I'm trying to figure out if it makes more sense to try to fight or to contain. Have they all made it to the kitchen already? Aiden was thrown there. Raven is in there. Damien and Bethany, I think, are sort of frozen in like the, not a doorway because there's no door, but it's like, you know, one of those open plan downstairs is where it's like a frame that you can walk through into the kitchen. So they're sort of on the boundary of living room and kitchen. Hmm. They gotta get across that kitchen and out the door to be outside. <laughs> and there's only one way into the kitchen, right? From this room, yes. Okay. I guess I'm gonna just try some more magic in this case. Um, this time to bar a place or portal to a specific person or a type of creature. Ooh. So I want to bar the kitchen off from the kitsune. Okay. That's good. I'm trying to find the actual ruling on use magic for the initiate. But I guess you're just pulling from like the basic move, use magic. Yep. And they can do that because of... Do you have that old black magic as a feature? I do not. Okay. I do like that you have it, though. I don't want to like... Because that's the weird thing about this game. Like they, they say use magic as a basic move, but then they're like, but like monsters might not have it. And like, <laughs> it's sort of like tough where you're like, oh yeah, they can totally do that or they would need like a special thing. But I like, we're, we're, gonna, yeah, we're yeah. gonna develop Hugo's magic, I think, as, as we go. What were we gonna say? Since it's a basic move, can anybody use magic? Anyone can as a move, but it sort of needs to make sense with the story. So like Bethany sure. is playing a mundane, right? If she wanted to use magic, she would have to do that in a situation where like she had a magic thing or the like activation of the magic was just like draw that symbol in the doorway you know whatever like but like she can't just like sort of throw a firebolt at somebody and be like i'm magical now Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but, like but you know it's it's not clear like with people like hugo where it's like he's in this ancient sect that have been teaching people how to fight monsters for generations and they probably know how to teach you magic uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and I like this. You won't cross maneuver. That's very like Exorcist Constantine you style shall not magic pass. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so describe. Oh, well, roll first. I'm not gonna make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> I just love magic. I want it to happen. Oh, good. We got an eleven this time. Ooh. Eleven. Wow. See, Hugo's Hugo's a pro. Plus two is helpful. Mm. Okay. So what what is this ritual that you're doing to keep this kitsune from entering that space? It's a similar thing, similar thing to the last one, mm-hmm. but instead of, you, you know how those electric fences work? Yes. With so electricity? Since had, so since we had decided <laughs> to tap into electricity before, yes, it's going to crack okay. the two sticks, the sticks together, hit the ground again, have a current pass towards that wall uh-huh. and the door opening, essentially, and just coat the area. Dog activated. Do you, do you go over there to, like, be in the doorframe? I can if needed. I kind of like that. Maybe maybe even that, it's, like, a, a that, thing where, that. like, with the sticks, you, like, rap, 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 and you're, like, kind of almost drumming on the doorway, right, to, like, create this sort of, like, static net and then just slam the sticks down, and it sort of... The kitsune sees that 
go down, realizes you were the thing that shocked her before. She didn't quite like see like, oh, somebody cast a spell, but like you're, this is a very obvious one where it's like, you can't come in here. And so she just sort of snarls at you, looks at Agent Whitaker, who, despite the claw attack, seems to not be as wounded as she maybe thought originally and just has his gun trained on her, like waiting for another good shot as people are running around, right? You don't want to just be like unloading willy-nilly. She is backing up a little bit and moving towards one of the windows to the house. She, she's got a spellcaster. She's got this guy with a gun. She, she's maybe reading the situation herself and being like, They've got the upper hand. I'm outnumbered. I've lost the element of surprise. You know, what, for whatever reason, uh, the Kitsune is backing off a little bit. The darkening effect, for those of you that are still under that influence, is still there. But she, she's not making a move towards that now barricaded doorway. She's, which door is she making a move towards? Uh, she's moving towards actually one of like the windows on the okay. far side of the living room. Um, I look at Damien and I say... There's a side door through the kitchen, get him outside, and I actually run through the front door, if that's possible. So you're going to split up? Yep, I run through the front door, and I start dialing 911. Fair enough. You have a minus one ongoing. Why don't you roll manipulate someone? Because you're trying to tell a very independent demon what to do. (laughs) And as soon as you go through that front door, you're going to want to go through that front door. And that's plus charm. Yep. That's not good enough. It's mixed. It's all right. It's mixed. Uh, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show you mean it. I take off my um, Kappa Alpha Theta pin that is on my hoodie uh, mm-hmm. because it is an organization, and I pin you, it. You um, can tell Damien's been eyeballing it. <laughs> I, pin it I, I pin it onto the suit that's over um, Taylor. I, I, look at, I look Damien dead in the eye, and I say, welcome to my sorority. <laughs> all right damien if you do what they ask you can get the mark experience because it's a missed success so <laughs> oh yeah absolutely damien all right. is all aboard he's got to help his sorority sister in any way he can yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. okay good good so i mark experience and then i'm gonna run with taylor the way with taylor out the door was, yeah yeah i think at this point aiden is gonna not shoo you away raven but just sort of like forces her hand out of your hand. And she just like steps through the hole that she got like thrown through that wall, looks at Agent Whitaker, looks at the Kitsune. I might have her read a bad situation. Actually, no, she's going to use magic. On a seven to nine, which is what she got. It works imperfectly. You choose your effect and a glitch. Hmm. Ooh. All right. I love the magic glitches. Yeah. yeah, they're fun. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. I like that. When Aiden steps through that hole in the wall, you see Agent and uh, probably Hugo too, since you're in that living room area now. You're the only three left in this space. As she steps into the room, you see that her normally brown hair has taken on this golden radiance and is glowing a little bit. Her fist, similarly, is also glowing with that same radiant aura, and her eyes are filled with that intense honey-amber color. She says to the kitsune, Leave. Now. You see those angel wings spread behind her, 
this shockwave. It doesn't knock you over or anything, but you feel this like warmth just like spread through your body as it, as it passes through you. And the kitsune scowls and like does a fox shriek, which I'm not going to do because I don't want to kill my throat. It dematerializes before the wave can hit it into sort of a swirl of cherry blossom petals that then are sort of just swept out the window by the shockwave which then shatters every window in the house. Oh, Oops. that property damage. There's your unwanted attention, Aiden. Good job. <laughs> and as you guys are bringing Taylor outside, you, you also feel this like wave kind of pulse and you see, and like you look out at the transformer on the, uh, you know, one of the, one of the poles and it sparks and, you know, you see some lights and like, uh, outside people's houses and go out this big crash basically of glass and a, a transformer blowing happens and the kitsune is gone it has escaped uh and you're now left in this yard <laughs> sort of uh the side yard the two of you are bringing taylor outside so damien having brought taylor outside is gonna place him on the ground and because he can go incorporeal he's gonna go incorporeal through his clothes completely so they drop to the ground and then he's just uh. gonna like throw the suit on <laughs> okay super super fast you know, uh -huh. adjust adjust the pin yeah um, property damage assault and battery now Dude. public indecency yep <laughs> <laughs> and then and then go back and you know carry uh taylor back towards the van when you're outside actually bethany as you're calling 911 it's like it's wrong it's picked up uh, and just as you're about to say, like, where you are, that wave and your phone dies and goes out. Okay. Oh, uh, Agent Whitaker is going to jump up when he sees Aiden come out and immediately look to the nearest person and say, I have a first aid kit in my truck. Get it for me immediately. And he's going to run up and, like, realize she's yeah, not actually there's nothing wrong hurt. with her. Can I investigate a mystery? And try I to would see love if you did that. Where the kitsune went. So, Are um, you going back into the house? I've, she told you I to leave, but you're, you're sort of just hugging behind I don't think I left. The, yeah. yeah. You kind of poke up from behind the couch like, whoa. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have the sight. So my spirits can help me to investigate a mystery. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give me any pluses or anything. So I don't really know how they help me, but I guess they do. They help me some this way. Is, this is the vagueness of this game that is a double-edged sword sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so it says... We'll just figure it out. The spirits you see, uh, you can communicate with the spirits you see, and they can give you more opportunities to spot clues when you investigate a mystery. Okay. And I can also see invisible things. That's also... Ooh, useful. Oh, no. oh that's good. Uh, plus sharp. So I got a 12. Nice. Great. Hell yeah. And your spirits are helping you. So you you get up and the monster's not in the room. So immediately your next thought is, are my friends okay? And you kind of glance around. Yeah. None of your human friends are in the room. You see Ghosty, however, and uh, Thomas is your little dragonfly squirrel. Tom. Yeah. Yep. Tom. I love Tom. They're both um, in like a ficus in the corner of the room. <laughs> I love them so much. And they, they peek out from behind a leaf, just sort of like a quivering and like, Whoa. if you, if you ask them like, where'd she go? 
yeah. they kind of they kind of look at the That's open window. Question. Yeah, they look at the open window, and there's just like a couple of those petals left now, drifting through like the breeze that's left over now with all the windows open. It seems like she, whatever this kitsune did, she was able to just like vanish on the wind. So she's not invisible. No. Okay. My second question. What was it going to do? You also got a 12, so you can ask any questions, not just the listed ones. Oh, that yeah, that's a good one. Is that an advanced feature, or is that just a, a feature? Yeah, on a 12 plus, it says advanced. So that only happens, uh, it's like a thing when you level up, you can choose to make a basic oh. move, an advanced oh. move, and that means when you succeed on it like that, you get to use the advanced special okay. power of it. All right, gotcha. so... Yeah. Then I'll say, what was it going to do? What was it going to do? This is going to be sort of Felicity putting together the, the mystery a little bit herself, too. It seemed very intent on hurting or at least reacquiring Taylor. You know that Taylor came here to talk to Inari and that Inari was there when whatever killed Chase killed Chase. So you can kind of infer from that maybe it was going to kill him. Okay, cool. And those are my two questions. So it went out the window... It was going to kill Taylor. I will say there's a hidden connection. I'll tell you that. There's something else going on here that you guys haven't picked up on yet. Maybe come mm-hmm. obviously later, but Agent Whitaker. Agent Whitaker is going to pull a tape recorder out of his pocket and um, start taking down, you know, a list of events. This is Agent Whitaker reporting on the murder of this of, uh, of Chase Warren in, the, in uh, where are we? In Autumn Falls. I need all of you to make statements for me. This is not going on into the police, uh, into police records, unless you want it to. Aiden sort of, like, after you, like, pat her down for a second, just kind of gives you, like, a, well, I don't know what to tell you, and, like, <laughs> goes over to help Felicity up while Felicity's having this, like, mystery thing go on. Hugo, I don't know how you're reacting to Agent Whitaker's request, but when you say uh, this will not be going on police records, you hear all faintly in the distance the sound of sirens. So Hugo's going to pick up a Blossom and run. Okay. He's going to get on his bike and go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for leaving me behind. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know you that well yet. That's true. That's fair enough. All right. You you hop on a bike. Where do you you go from there? Are Are you trying to like hide your, you know, are you zigzagging? Are you like headed to a specific place or he's just trying to get as far away from the area as possible okay bethany you see hugo dash out the front door hops on his bike and just takes off i don't blame him (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) but hey good news you were trying to call the police they're on their way thank god uh yeah i I don't need the police i'm here for the i'm here for the ambulance because i'm worried about taylor Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I, the police aren't gonna do shit. Like they will just be like, "Oh, this sounds like a break in." They'll be like, "Probably," and then mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Dope." <laughs> so I just need the ambulance. Is what yeah. she is calling for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that note, there is a first aid kit in um, Agent Whitaker's truck, and with all this, with everyone scattering, he is gonna actually go out and try to heal up Taylor, whatever's left of Taylor. So let's see. Let's get track of everyone who's still in the in the space. Aiden is sticking close to you, Felicity. They'll probably follow Agent Whitaker out, uh, at least to the side yard where I guess Damien has just put Taylor down in the grass and it's changing. <laughs> Agent Whitaker <laughs> walks out 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of a lead I got. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Damien is just putting on uh, a suit that is like two sizes too big for him because Chase was like a linebacker, and I don't think we described Damien as a very like swole individual. <laughs> nope. So yeah, it's just this big suit. It looks kind of okay being a suit and everything, but it clearly doesn't fit you. Uh, it wasn't meant for your frame. I Raven, think. Where Raven, are you at with the sirens and everything coming? And I think as soon as she situation. hears the sirens, she is going to grab Aiden's hand because she was Aiden's ride, and I think she is also going to grab Felicity, because she Um, saw that Hugo left, and so she is stuck there. Okay. And she's going to start bringing him towards her car. She's going to, like, look at Bethany and look at Taylor and be like, you got this? Like, ambulance is on the way? Like, we're we're out. (laughs) And she's going to take... Yeah, well, I'll say this. Agent Whitaker, when you go over to Taylor and, like, the suit is now off his face... Uh, and so you can see his shirt is shredded in the front of it, but he's not bleeding anymore because if you'll recall, last session, Damien uh, did some magic to heal him. And so what's what's there now is this like green sort of slime that's just like on his chest. There's a little bit of like uh, like maybe some lighter colored skin, like maybe a scar in the pattern of those like raking claw marks but he doesn't seem wounded he just seems to be like sort of out of it Whitaker is going to look at this he's going to look up at Damien and sort of like make the connection and he's going to look back at the sirens in the distance and he's going to say there are police on the way if you don't want this going on the rest of your record you might want to run along you're in enough trouble already sounds good okay interesting Aiden looks at you Agent Whitaker I wouldn't let that one out of my sight. And she kind of eyes you suspiciously, Damien. It's not often you get a fallen walking around in the broad daylight. I got back up. If he sticks around, and I'm aware, I'm aware that he's not exactly what he appears to be, but if he sticks around, he's going to go back into police custody, and I don't think I can get him out a second time. Or, well, I didn't get you out. Excuse me. Yeah, no, no, that's... (laughs) I I don't know if we'll be seeing him a second time. She kind of glances at your big truck. Could you take him with you then? Can I drive? Absolutely not. (laughs) Not open for debate. But at this point, I think Raven is like tugging on Aiden's like, we got to go. We got to go. Oh, yeah. She's Uh, she's herding the two of them to the car. I watched them leave and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so the three of them all climb into uh, Raven's car. And And she just, like, throws uh, it in reverse. Yeah, Aiden Aiden is, like, picking drywall out of her hair and just, like, flicking it out the window as you peel off. Wait, what's your name? (laughs) Wait, who are you? Wait, oh, my job! (laughs) Raven's just like, don't answer him. Don't answer any questions. We'll work with what we got. got. Yeah, so, Agent Whitaker, you're left with Damien and Bethany once again. I love this trio. I look at Damien, I look at Agent Whitaker, and I'm like, great, I'm with a dad and a, a homeless person? What exactly? <laughs> look, I <laughs> have a lot of questions about you, my friend. Damien, you need, you need to hide yourself. If the police find you, you're, you're, you're toast. You're toast. And I can't... Don't get in the car, jeez. Go. Uh, Bethany, do you and I want to explain what happened to the police here? Yeah, I'm great at lying. 
I don't think we need to, 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 to lie exactly. Oh, oh, okay. We could just tell them that there's a monster? Like, is that, a, is that okay? We could tell them there was a break-in. Well, there, and a there potential... wasn't, but no one broke in because they just kind of went into the house. <laughs> Things were broken. This so we true. are lying. Gonna, I'm going to tell you this, Agent Whitaker. You're going to have to spin this with the most, like, polished agency bullshittery that you can cook up because no forced entry massive internal damage to the house power knocked out i have a minus one to charm i can't explain shit all right everyone <laughs> we're going <laughs> yeah okay are we just taking taylor to the hospital yeah we're where we taylor go to the hospital. okay oh wait no no taylor's fine Oh, he's fine, yeah. She's, I didn't know he, that. I'm not there. He's fine. He's not, he's not injured. I mean, he's not conscious, but he's, he's we'll breathing. Let's take him to the hospital. Okay. I don't feel comfortable leaving someone who's been attacked regardless of their mental or, or their true. physical I mean, the, condition. The monster seemed very intent on getting him, and you're, you probably don't want to just good. leave yeah. him lying in the lawn. <laughs> Excellent. Take Taylor. I can't just bring a boy home to my house. We're going. Uh, it's a very long road leading up to their house, apparently, and the cops drive very slow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a Gotta small town, safe. you know, you're not sure when the call went out. It's also what you're hearing is like the siren of the station. Also, uh, like, Bethany didn't even give an address. And so it, you don't even know if it was Bethany's 911 call. Oh, that's true. It could just been all the gunshots. I mean, uh, <laughs> how do you, uh, man, there's no, there's no perception check. Uh, I'll say this, Agent Whitaker, as you get into your car, a woman from across the street is like outside on her porch and she's just giving you all the stink eye. She's in like slippers and a bathrobe, right? She's like clearly like was like sitting down for the evening to watch like Jeopardy or whatever, right? And yeah, she's just like, like she's just like staring at you, kind of looking nervous with like the phone in her hand. She's talking, probably describing all of you. Uh, <laughs> evening, and, madam. Uh, and, and she just says, your car doesn't have any plates. Sure <laughs> and it's just like, yep. And you put your shaded window up and drive away. <laughs> Sorry, the agency will pay for whatever. Hi. This ad break is going to be a little different. Mostly because we don't have an ad this week. So instead, I'm just going to celebrate this show and thank everyone who's helped make it happen and everyone who is listening, which makes creating the podcast worthwhile. If you're listening and want to support us, please reach out to us on our various social media or through our email, which is thestorytellersquad at gmail.com. We can feature your small business here if you like. We did that for our photographer friend last week. Every little bit of revenue or support we can gather will help us afford upgrades to the quality of the show, whether that means better recording equipment or commissioning musicians and artists to create some content for the different episodes. On a personal note, I want to thank everyone who reached out either after or in some cases right in the middle of listening to the first episode just to tell me that you enjoyed the story. it means the world and keeps all of us excited about the project. So that's all for now. Uh, when this episode first airs, it's coming right at the end of a, 
unprecedented couple of days in our country um, that have just been really scary and frustrating. So I hope maybe listening to my friends and I tell a story can be a small escape from worrying about the real world. Stay safe out there, adventurers. We have two group, three groups. Who wants to go first in, in dealing with this aftermath? Oh, God. You guys have all just had your first experience with the supernatural and almost got arrested. Gee whiz. Gee Williker. <laughs> so I'm in think, the car with Raven. I think Raven's and- just going to ask Felicity her address and just be like, like, where do you live? I'm bringing you home. Like, very serious. Yeah, okay. It's just like, I'm done. This has been crazy. Where do you live? I'm bringing you home. We're we're calling it a night here. Yeah, I think Aiden, because what's the seating arrangement? Raven's driving. Aiden's probably in the front. Felicity in the back. Yeah. Seems Uh, about right. Your spirits are playing with the seat buckle on the the (laughs) seat. I love them. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. Aiden has been quiet. She hasn't said anything since you, like, got her to get in the car finally. Uh, she's just been sort of like picking glass out of her clothes and like, <laughs> you know, trying to dust herself off out the window without getting too much in your car. Um, I appreciate that. So Felicity is going to kind of put her, she's sitting in the middle. Yeah. Because she wants to be able to see <laughs> both of them. Um, <laughs> yep. And so she's going to put her hands on either one of the seats and kind of lean her, her way forward mm-hmm. um, and say to Raven, um, Excuse me, new friend. I'm Are you wearing your seatbelt? Yes, it's it's the waist one. Um, <laughs> so we're okay. I'm afraid we might go to jail. Why would we go to jail? I saw it. Like you saw the blood house? Like I saw the blood house, yes. You're awesome. catching on. Apparently I am. But Ghosty was gone, and I don't think it would be a good idea for us to go to jail. Yeah, I don't want to go to jail either. That's why I'm trying to get you both home, so we can uh, have alibis in case the police ask, and we've just been home this whole time. But we we just don't have to be involved. They don't need to know that. It's Autumn Falls Police. Have you ever met one of them? No. They're not the sharpest tools in the shed. It'll be fine. I've gotten out of every speeding ticket I should have gotten here just by smiling a lot. So I should smile a lot when they (laughs) ask me if I broke into that house. Yeah, and say you've been home. But I haven't. It's okay. Are you, I think at this point you give like Aiden a look and she is so like not with you in that moment. Like (laughs) her hand is on her head. And she's just sort of given that, like, blank, middle-distance stare. Again, very quiet. Hasn't been contributing to, like, the discussion mm-hmm. or anything like that. And normally she's, you know, she's pretty chatty. Like, you guys yeah. talk at work all the time. I think um, Raven's going to see that, and she's going to, like, turn. And instead of trying to get Felicity's address out of her, she she knows where Aiden lives. She's, like, driven mm-hmm. her home a couple times. I think she's yeah. just going to be like, let's get you home. Like, I think you... Yeah, Aiden lives uh, in, like, an old, it's one of those, like, renovated mill buildings. 
mm-hmm. that's just been turned into like apartments yeah near a, a small you know river that sort of flows around the edge of town yeah i think i think raven has taken her home enough times and it's a small enough town that she's yeah. just gonna be like yeah this is this is priority now like you right. need to get home first i'll i'll deal with felicity afterwards yeah i think i think in like so like five minutes go by right just sort of quiet and she she kind of looks up are we going to my place then mm-hmm. yeah okay that you know that's that's a good idea you guys should stay with me i was just gonna drop you off and then go home my parents are expecting me at home <laughs> i'm usually not out really late i usually just come home after karate i know i'm an adult but i still live with them and i respect them enough <laughs> To tell them when I'll be home. She's but like, I really, oh. it's, it's a weeknight. I have work tomorrow. I, I really can't have a sleepover tonight. I will stay. <laughs> Great. Okay. One less stop for me on my way home. And she, she kind of looks back at Felicity. Like, and when Aiden looks at Felicity, she looks not worried, but like there's more to her expression when she looks at Felicity than when she like, is just talking to you, uh, Raven. I'm sure a lot of people look at Felicity like that. <laughs> yeah, right. You're sort of inferring a bit there. Listen, I think, I really, I really don't think you should go home tonight, Raven. I feel like we need to talk about what just happened. Yes, you have wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aiden, do you want to, I don't know, maybe share? Yeah, let's just... I want to shower first. I want to like, that was rough. And she kind of like wipes the, the blood that was on her like forehead away. And there's no cut there anymore, but she's just like getting it off her face. Cause she like mm-hmm. catches her reflection in the, uh, in the, the rear view. I'll make some food. We can, we can talk about everything. I just want to keep I my eye on you too. Raven's just like staring at her. And then she looks up and she realizes it's a stop sign and it's not going to turn green. And she's like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Uh, all right, like, let's so jump. out of it. Yeah, let's jump to Hugo. I want to know where our expeditious <laughs> museum curator is off to. So odd question. Mm-hmm. Is that mill, by any chance, the same mill where Hugo lives? Converted mill building? Would you like it to be? For the shenanigans, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was good. So I think what needs to happen then is as as you, like, realize, Raven, that you're, like, stopped at the stop sign, Hugo Mm kind of, like, comes up to that same intersection on the bike. (laughs) And it's just like, ring, ring, ring. (laughs) Raven just waves, but it's like, (laughs) yeah. It's kind of like gesture, like going home, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like okay." So you drive there, and Hugo, you'll catch up eventually. Do you do anything on the way first? Do you call anybody? Talk to anyone? Do you stop somewhere before you end up home? So he's not really going to go anywhere. He's going to take a few looks at that pedal, just mm-hmm. because, and then yep. he's going to be scratching his wrist a lot. Okay. Uh, all right, then we'll get to the bikes more take of- a while. Yeah, we'll get to that when we return to the apartment complex. Bethany, Agent Whitaker, Damien. One hand on the wheel, 
one hand on the tape recorder. <laughs> Reporting on events concerning the death of Chase Warren, contacted place in the residence of Taylor, whatever the fuck his last name is, at 2345, where we encountered a large vulpine figure with above average <laughs> intelligence, possibly the true form of one Inari Mizaho. Witnesses to the event include myself, one Bethany Miller, one Damien Edgecrest, one Hugo Rashad, who I'd encountered a few nights earlier, and uh, Bethany, you wouldn't happen to know the names and contact information of these fellow teams, would you? And they're, they're in their 20s, like... Yeah, we're like 23, 24. <laughs> I, mean, like college I, mean, teens, I love that you think they're teens, though. That's so good. Of these fellow 20-something... You fellow kids! <laughs> fellow kids. Just keep calling us teenagers, it's great. But for our audience and anybody listening, they, everyone here is like 22 or above, I think. Bethany, answer me. <laughs> I'm basically like leading over to change the radio stations during the recording until I get to Ariana Grande Seven Rings, and I'm like, "This is a bop." Bethany, please. Oh, this is space on this recording. Do 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 do. you're talking. I do. I do have their contact information and names, um, or at least I have one of theirs, and then the other one I have an emergency contact information from camp. I do. You have the names, please. Full um, names, if you can. I don't, like, have to give that to you. That's, you know, it seems very personal. So at this point in the recording, Damien forgot that this is a audio medium, and so I'm here to describe to you all the delightful visual gag that he performed, wherein Damien inflated himself, much like a beach ball, in order to get the suit to fit him better. <laughs> Agent Whitaker's eyes keep sliding to the rear view, like... <laughs> yeah, every time you look back, he's a little taller, a little wider. Yeah. Damien, before we... Uh, before I give anything away, let me first start with, hey, Damien. Uh, as part of sororities... Yes, Sister Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Damien, uh, as part of our sorority, uh, one of the first rules you get to learn is snitches get stitches. So, you don't share anything about anybody unless you think it's absolutely necessary for their health and wellness. Have we dropped Taylor off by now, by the way? No, we're picking up right as you yeah. like, leave the neighborhood. So, Taylor is in the back seat with yeah. Damien. Miss Miller, I don't know how to tell you this is absolutely for the health and safety of everyone first involved. Things first, we get to Taylor to safety. We make sure he's well enough because I do not want him missing more shifts than necessary. And then I will tell you everything I think you should know. All right, well, sorry, just just uh, absorbing that information real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. You're not an agent, so I'm with her. Okay. Um, I have a list of demands I'm thinking up, uh, and I will tell them to you in exchange for this information. <laughs> I say this out loud. This isn't just Stephanie's thoughts. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, Miss Miller, uh, what are they? Uh, we can talk at the hospital. The hospital's about it. Seven minute drive. Mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to well, seven minutes. Oh, then I crank up the <laughs> This song is a jam. Right? I knew I, you were a perfect pick for my sorority. I'm so glad right. you were my pledge. Good. For her earlier work. So, uh, we'll pan away from that car for a moment because I feel like it's just poetic that we panned away from both cars. We are going to, for a moment, resume the scene away from all our hunters at the residence of Chase Warren. Sheriff Orion Blake is there in his squad car and another squad car has rode up. It's a 
uh, Officer Rawlings and Officer Dodge. The the two officers are putting up a you know yellow tape perimeter. They've got a couple other crew people who are just sort of like looking over the scene, putting little like number markers down, like oh what was this or you know, evidence stuff. And that woman, Mrs. Worthel, who is one of the, just the people who lived in that neighborhood next door, she's talking to the sheriff and she says, and then they drove away in that big black truck. The sheriff kind of nods. From the description, it kind of matches one, one truck that he knows of in, in recent events. And uh, it's a small town. Uh, Raven, you mentioned earlier that you got out of every traffic ticket you've ever had. Have you had a run-in with Sheriff Orion Blake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd have ever had a run-in with the sheriff. I think it's always been like the really low level, like the newbies. And they're like, you are going like seven over. And I'm like, I'm just on my way to karate. I don't want to be late. Like, I've never seen you around before. Like, are you yep. new to the force? That's so cool. And like, they're just like, you know what? It's fine. We'll let yeah. you go. I don't think she's ever okay. met anyone like up there. It's up always there. Like, yeah. Never been brought in, but oh yeah, no, she's smooth, never gotten in. Any talked her way out of it, yeah. Uh, so he probably he probably doesn't recognize your description, at least not right away, or or Felicity's or Aiden's really. She's also describing Damien every time she mentions one of you. Uh, he's kind of like writing very intensely. What is something that might have been left behind that scene that would tie one of you to being there? Ooh. All of Damien's clothes. I mean, all of Damien's clothes. <laughs> Which, what were you wearing at that point? We're going to have to keep a running tally of how many outfits you've changed into. Because didn't you take the clothes of one of the officers? You took uh, their yes. car, at least. I would have had to take their, because I imagine when he goes through like a wall, he has to leave the clothes behind. Mm-hmm. So he would have had to change into like, I guess... See naked every time he goes through something. I feel like we want to change that. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. If you it, want that, Andrews. If, if it makes fine. anyone uncomfortable, absolutely no, not. I, I can, just, oh, no, it's definitely, it's definitely it's gonna. I'm gonna say this. To it's gonna make it very good. That's all. It's it's. I'm not uncomfortable. I don't. And anyone else is speak up now. But the only thing I'm I'm like cautious of is that if we set that as the precedent. It's definitely going to affect things going forward. Yeah, I feel like being a demon, though, like, he's definitely, like, Ken doll in it. So, like... <laughs> oh, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Here, here's my thought. Walking uh, through walls is already a badass power as it is. It needs some downsides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Or yeah. upsides, depending on how you look at it. I'll say this, Damien. You can have the choice... I don't think you choose very often to care. Exactly. Yeah, so there's clothes there. It's like a police officer's uniform, I guess, just like lying in the grass. Rawlings is over there. and He's like looking at the sheriff like, what is going on? The sheriff is maybe placing a few of you at the scene. What actually went down, he's having trouble putting it together because like I said, the doors just open, but then there's all this damage and like clearly signs of a fight and blood on the ground. And like the bath is still running, which is now overflowed at this point and like spilled all over the place and like, you know, contaminated the crime scene because the water is getting everywhere and everything. It's just, they're going to have a hard time puzzling it out. Does he have Agent Whitaker's like phone number? Like, like calling Did card you or give anything? him your contact uh, info? Oh, for sure. That's a good point. Uh, I think he steps away from the scene. He's like, thank you, Mrs. Worthall. We'll take it from here. 
She's like, when's my cable going to be back on? I'm going to miss Jeopardy. Like, <laughs> she's like classic busybody. Nobody likes Mrs. Worthall. She was a mean second grade teacher. So she goes back. He, he steps away, leans against his squad guard, pulls out his phone. And Agent Whitaker, you get a phone call. It says O.Blake on the caller ID. I think you guys are maybe like you're pulling into the hospital parking lot. Agent Whitaker speaking. Agent Whitaker. I, uh, I've got a lady here who says she's seen you at a house, which seems to have been exploded. So, uh, you That's terrifying. Shed, you want to shed some light on my current situation there, Mr. Agent, sir? Yes, indeed. Uh, we got a call. I was, um, well, I didn't get a call. I got word <laughs> that there was something happening at, um, at the residence of Chase Warren. Went to go see you what was happening, seeing if it would pertain to any of my uh, dealings. Found Taylor, whatever his last name is, on the grass uh, in a very injured condition. And uh, I'm currently taking him to the hospital, actually. I did, I did come by. I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't warn you sooner. There was simply, we saw, we saw a man in trouble and uh, we decided to act on it as soon as possible. I wasn't aware that your purview included medical emergencies. Uh, th th that's just, a, I'm just a civilian doing the best I can to help out. I'm sure. Who else is a civilian with you doing the best they can? You said we were taking him to the hospital. Bethany Miller, she's the one who got the call. I see. So you've taken, you fucking a, drag me to this. <laughs> you've taken a witness away from the crime scene of a uh, break-in? And he says that part with a question mark. He's like, not nah, using... <laughs> Bethany wasn't a witness. Bethany is the one who got a call and we're bringing a man who is currently very injured or possibly injured it's a little hard to say right now i'm not a doctor to the hospital so he will be in good enough shape to give you a statement as soon as he is well i'll tell you what i don't know what sort of government agency you're working for but why don't you come down the station and bring that young bethany with you i want to ask her a few questions too if you don't mind that sounds reasonable. I want to talk on the phone. I want to turn. Quiet, Bethany. <laughs> we have a turn. All right. Um, it's uh, fun. As soon as everything's squared away up here, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ride on over. I'll leave it to you. And hangs up. At that point, like, the two officers kind of, like, are calling to him, and he walks towards that. Sorry, Bethany. You're involved now. I mean, sorry, Miss Miller. Wait. You're involved now. That's a good. That's a good line to cut on. We'll jump back to Felicity. Yeah. Cool. You guys All pull right. into the apartment. So I have a question. I yeah. have a one of my abilities or one of my moves is called hunches. So when something bad is happening, it doesn't really specify what that bad thing means or just about to happen. Anywhere that I'm not. I can roll to try to see what's happening. But then because of my premonition from earlier, I can take plus one to prevent that from coming true. Okay. Is something bad going to happen if we're not there? I don't think so. I mean, okay. there, nothing, nothing bad is happening. I mean, in, in degrees of severity, right? Like you guys are kind of on the run. Some of you but have been identified, but like, yeah. but you didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, there's, while well, Felicity might be like worried still, because she had yeah. that vision of everybody in jail, right? There, there's no like immediate threat because you guys are going to stay with okay. Aiden, you cool. know, so 
yeah, you guys, you pull into the uh, the parking lot for the apartment complex of the mill building. I would say probably as you're like checking in at the front door, Aiden has like a little key card that opens it up and you guys see Hugo sort of round the bend uh, on his bike. But Aiden nods to the security guard at the desk and brings you guys to her place. And I don't think, uh, I can't imagine she would have ever had you over, Raven. I don't think so. I think I've always just dropped her off outside. I knew the yeah. building mm-hmm. and like what door she goes in, but I've never seen yeah. her place before. We're not that close. I just give her a right. Right. So when you get there, you get in and, and it's very sparse. There's not a lot of like clutter or, you know, really anything. The walls are just like the mill brick wall. But then there's like a very simple sort of gray and brown and tan like carpet on, on the floor, white couch, a couple of soft end chairs and things like that, dark brown coffee table with a bowl with some stones in it, like those rounded soft pond stone. You know, like it's, it looks the way an apartment would look if you were showing it to be sold. Mm. It doesn't really feel lived in. It's just sort of very pristine, right? There's no dust. It's like has sort of a fakeness to it. But, you know, she she goes over and like opens a cabinet, takes out some glasses, fills them with water at the sink, sets them down on her little like island. The whole thing is sort of one big room and then like a room off that is like the bathroom and another one off that is the bedroom. I'm very curious what Aiden's going to cook for us. <laughs> she uh, opens the fridge and out of the freezer section pulls like, you know, a frozen pizza. And when she opens the fridge, you don't see a lot of food in there. There's like a six pack of some generic beer or like a, a cider or whatever, a Brita filter. That's it. But she had she, frozen pizza. <laughs> she, she's got she's got frozen pizza. She's got some like ice cream and like a couple other like, you know, frozen things. She doesn't have any like fresh produce. There's no like leftovers or anything. Yeah. So you got, I mean, you can ask her questions about stuff. There's, there's a painting on the wall. It's massive. It's like the one piece of decoration in the whole place. It's not like rendered realistically. It's sort of expressionist, but it's of these like horses on the plains. There's one that's like a painted, you know, brown and white horse and then like a darker brown blackish horse and then like a herd off in the distance. And that's like there on her mantle. There are some things that look almost like museum pieces. There's a little like a little knife or something that's just like held in a, a an iron stand, and there's a, a feather sort of dream catcher that's been pressed and put in a frame and is like resting there. But yeah, again, other like aside from that, it's it has a very like sort of we're trying to sell this place look to it. So there's a couple like ficuses, but they're those like dry grass ficuses, so they're not like <laughs> green or anything. They don't have to be watered or whatever. As she's like prepping, she like you know gets the oven going and like puts the pizza in. I'm gonna I'm gonna shower and then uh, we'll we'll eat. You should um, call your mom and let her know you're you're having dinner at least, right? Yeah, we'll do. Uh, Miss Aiden. Oh, you can just call me Aiden. You have wings, yeah. <laughs> she blushes a little, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I do." And um, that's that's like cool, right? Is it? She doesn't know. Like she almost looks to you, Ra- Raven. Like, is it? <laughs> is it cool? I have wings, Clannum. Yeah, Raven that's, just like a little, yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, so why is your house so boring? <laughs> Raven's says, just like so much secondhand embarrassment. She like can't yeah. handle it. She's just like drinking the water. And, Does she like, like, like spit a little out first and then like go back to drinking it? Yeah. <laughs> Felicity's just sitting there like, like what? 
There's Hi. no plush toys. There's no little figures. There's yeah. no lava lamps. Nothing fun. <laughs> there's no spring lights. There's yeah. just a here. scary painting. <laughs> it's very big. Oh, I thought that was nice. I uh, I don't I don't need a lot. Um, I don't like collect anything. So. I think this dagger is cool. Maybe a dagger collection. <laughs> um, could be like, oh, don't. Oh, you might cut yourself. Be careful. I'm gonna touch it. It's okay. <laughs> she says, oh, listen, and she like kind of goes over to you and like hands you the glass of water. I'll, I'll put some music on. Uh, <laughs> she, like, I'm goes. very interested to see <clears throat> if it's boring. She, she like opens a drawer, takes out an iPod, and then like sets it in a little dock, you know, turns it on, and it just is playing some like soft piano but it's got like rain sounds behind uh, it. Is it elevator music? Yes. <laughs> it's it's not elevator music. It's it's like 10 hour piano relax mix. <laughs> like when you're trying to go to bed. There's like some some like bird chirps and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and she kind of just like looks at Raven like uh, like she's clearly out of her element. She doesn't really have guests it seems, but she just sort of takes off her hoodie and like hangs it up and she kind of like puts her finger through a hole in it and like looks at it kind of sad like oh, I like this one and so she's like I'll just I'll be right back and she like starts changing and goes into the bathroom to shower and get the drywall out of her face. Have a lovely shower. <laughs> yeah so that's uh Hugo you are home now you key card into the place once you lock your bike to the rack and everything. What are you doing? It's time to make a call. Okay. I was gonna say, I'm curious if Hugo is the type to lock his bike outside, or if he's one of those people that like carries it up the stairs. And <laughs> oh, the <laughs> so I feel like I need to know that about Hugo. He leaves the bike outside, but he takes off the front wheel and oh. it up. every time, every time, every time, almost like a ritual practice. Thank you. So you make a call to Mr. Argyle, the museum curator, and your mentor in the art of monster hunting. He picks up, and, and, like, if this were a TV show, it would cut to, like, him on the phone with, like, the phone in his, like, cradle in his shoulder as he's, like, flipping through an old tome of something. Ah, Hugo! What can I do for you, son? Sorry to call you so late, Mr. Um, <laughs> you have a problem. Really? What kind? He, like, uh, sets, sets the book down on the table and just is, like, taking notes on something. Somewhere over six feet tall, many tails, furry disappears into blooms of petals just so you're like have your details straight it only had one tail but uh the rest of the description and, and what you're saying he uh sets his pen down sounds like a fox spirit where'd you encounter it at a place apparently called a murder house or blood house that's very some, vague some house that weird names in town oh in town it, it was a regular residence house ah. i don't actually know who it was though and he he kind of sits in a chair and like does a thing where he like scoots on it on the wheels and, like spins around in mid mid thing and like lands at a, a computer starts pulling that up been a murder recently you've been following that feels mostly connected i think i wouldn't doubt it it's soon they are known i mean they are hunters they they feast on the human part why now do you have your Spirits zoology text with you. Hugo takes a moment, he goes to his closet, opens up a chest at the bottom of it, files through some papers, and eventually finds it. 
it's like an old journal too. It's clearly not a published book. It's just someone's notes on various monsters and spirits and, and other, you know, supernatural findings. You know, I want to find the section on Kitsune. And he, he doesn't have the same book, but he goes to a, a chest of drawers and opens one and starts like filing through. And there's all these different scrolls. Some are just paper that are tied up with leather cording. Others have like the wooden top to them. And he, he eventually finds one that's done on like reeds of bamboo. And when he undoes it, there's some cloth that's been stitched to it and creates this sort of scroll that he rolls out on his table. It's one of those like light tables. So it's like lit from the bottom, but also has like the, you know, fluorescent light above it. Why don't you roll me investigate a mystery would be the okay. move. Okay. Because you guys are now together going to sort of research the kitsune and see what these scrolls can give you on them. Okay. Aside from just like folklore, you know, like you're looking for the, the juicy hunter details that you can maybe use against it. Okay. Ten. Ten. All right. Hold two. You can ask two of those questions. Um, I guess the first one to ask would be, well, we already have an idea of what it was going to do. It seemed kind of obvious. What sort of creature is it? So, so that's a basic heading. You, you read in your book, and he kind of corroborates on this ancient scroll that he's pulled up, that Kitsune are, they're nature spirits. They're not demonic. They're, you know, sort of just a predatory spirit, but tied to the energy of, of the planet and the earth and nature. And they are often very patient hunters. They take their time with their victims. They, they like to, you know, sort of groom them. Because as everyone knows, a, a broken heart, uh, a heart going through betrayal is the most delicious to a kitsune. And so they're very powerful, very magical. And, you know, they can create illusions. Everything you're reading at first reinforces what you experienced in terms of uh, your encounter with it, your, your fight. You, you'll note one like, interesting thing it says is that to see a kitsune in its, in its natural form without any illusion is a very rare and dangerous situation to be in. I guess for the other one, let's go dark side a bit. Uh, what can hurt it? What can hurt it? So now at the bottom of the scroll, because the scroll that he has has like drawings and it's like, a, it's like a painting. It's basically telling the legend of the kitsune, but there are in like red ink little notes and things pointing and circling. And you have the same sort of situation with your book, which is sort of done more like a Darwin's journal thing where it has like a list of like known weaknesses or whatever. The book says the very first thing you must do is get it to revert to its original form. It cannot be hurt when it is disguised in its human guise. On the, on the scroll, it shows the kitsune standing next to a river and in the river, while uh, like above the river is this like beautiful, you know, sort of geisha woman in like a fancy kimono and her hair done up. But in the river is sort of this fox demon drawing. And you put together that, oh yeah, the bathwater. And then on his thing at the end where it's explaining and it has like a, an arrow pointing to the, the demon shape in the water, the note that he reads you, it says, the Kitsune's power lies in her tails. And to wound her there is the best way to sort of rob her of her magics. This is a cutting kind of thing, isn't it? Well, as you know, they perfected that sword for a reason. Ugh, I hate swords. Should I call for help? I would say yes, but I have no idea where it went. Hmm. I'll alert 
the orders in the, the vicinity, if they catch down their radar, maybe they can alert us. For now, I would try and set your wards uh, out of the same, and uh, hopefully we can catch this thing before it kills anyone else. Thank you. I'll, I'll try to contact you in the morning. Of course. Be safe, Hugo. And he hangs up. As we leave, Hugo sort of contemplating a petal in a book. Agent Whitaker, you guys are at the hospital now. Taylor has been admitted. You're sort of just like saying like, okay, and like returning from the desk where you would talk to like the, ner- the attending nurse and you go and sit down in the waiting room. Bethany and Damien, you're also there. So what's a fallen? He's looking at Damien. Stop chewing. <laughs> Damien oh, no. has a, like a pack of like snack machine pretzels. They're so old and bad. And... Actually, I might also need to make a call. But I don't okay. want to leave Beth. I don't want to leave Bethany and Damien out of it. You can you can totally call after you have this little conversation with them in the in the waiting room. Yeah. Cool. So what's a fallen? Well, so I was a, a demon, and that was going well for a while, and then it stopped going so well. So here I am, and things are a lot more interesting here. You guys have so many cool toys, and uh, do you have an extra pen? Uh, no, sorry, I only got the one. <laughs> Okay, you have a uh, there's just so many cool things here to see and do, and I, I just, it's way more fun than uh, having to follow orders and run around, you know, all that stuff. So you, were you summoned here, or did you just pop up? Look, that's a little personal. I'm just curious as to how you got here. That's, that's, that's fair. It was magic. Magic brought me here. That's like I, thing. I, 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 caught, I caught the bus like yeah. <laughs> it's like so generic well, y- your own magic yeah oh, all right all right and you you just came here because you weren't satisfied with I, I visited on. in the past and it's just it's way nicer it's just so cool how many of your your kind. I feel like you like say you. that, Damien, as you pick up, like, a golf magazine. It's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you know, reading room material in the yeah. hospital. It's just, like, so cool! And yeah. it's just, like, you know... Fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. You have so many pairs of outfits and clothes. Do you golf, Agent Whitaker? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I was just hoping. That guy fucking golfs. Agent Whitaker golfs. Have you looked at him? <laughs> I don't. He only golfs Golfing for networking. For this is this is this is just Bethany Scottish like people. on her like trying to get her phone to work again. Like I bet you fucking golf. <laughs> so what's being what's being an agent like? How does your organization work? Uh, well, I, all right, yeah, 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 um, I work for the Eastie Agency, it's privately, uh, it's a family company that sort of works around the United States of America. Well, well I can tell because of the accent. Oh, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I came over across it's the a big family? No, no, they, they don't actually have any sway in, in, um, in London, that's just where I'm from. Oh, okay. Um, but no, they just investigate, um, well, things like you, really. Oh, thank you. I want to investigate you too. Um. All right, that shit you tried to pull earlier in the jail cell. 
I never want to see that shit again, all right? I just want to clear that with you right now. If I do it again, it won't make you happy. Got it, yeah. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check in with Beth. Let's check in with yeah. Bethany while, while these two gentlemen are having their sort of like battle of wills over a bag of pretzels and golf magazine. Uh, <laughs> where are you at, Bethany? Taylor is in the hospital now. They're checking him over. They got that weird slime off him. They're running some tests on that, but they can't, they don't think it's poisonous or anything. The nurses just came out and told you recently that like, uh, we're going to keep him on fluids and we're going to monitor, you know, his heart and stuff, but he seems, he seems okay. You said he got hurt. So they're a little confused because you brought this guy into the hospital and he's like not injured. He just has a torn shirt and slime on him. Yeah, um, I told him it was something with his old, like, football buddies. They were messing around, and I got worried because they were doing really stupid things, and I just came in at the end, so I don't really know what happened. Yeah, okay, good. Good cover. Um, um, do I have to roll for that, or is that just going to, are we going to let it fly? I, well, I wasn't going to have the nurses be, that, like, that suspicious, but if, if you want to roll manipulate someone to see if you can, like, get something out of it. Technically, I benefit the most when I don't lie, but that's okay. I'm not really <laughs> going to tell them the truth here. It's a 10. Yeah, I'm fine. I did great. Yeah, they admit him is okay. the result. You know, they're they're going to check his vitals every couple hours and, like, just wait for him to wake up. If it's okay, I'm going to call Raven. Okay. Yeah. I'll say, like, while Damien and, and Agent Whitaker are having their sort of conversation, you managed to get your phone started again. It yeah. seems whatever knocked it out is, like, didn't damage it. Yeah, I dial, I dial Raven's number, which is, like, okay. still, like, from, like, middle school, my speed, like, dial number, one of my speed dial numbers. So that's fun. We'll do a sort of split screen to there. At this point, Raven, you've been sitting on the couch just sort of, again, taking in Aiden's strange apartment. At this point, she's, like, come out of the shower. She's going to, like, put on some fresh clothes, uh, and your phone rings. Um, I answer. Now, does your phone have Bethany's number still in it? <laughs> I think it does. I think she's still in my contacts. Just okay. as like Bethany, like no, no nicknames, just it's a small yeah. town. I should have mm -hmm. her number saved. I couldn't yeah. bring myself to delete it. You so definitely, you definitely changed it from BB to Bethany though. Yeah. Like, like, but I still have it saved. So I know, I know it's her. I let it ring a few times and I stare at the screen. Yeah, you must, you have to. And then I look around and I'm like, well, we're not like in the middle of a conversation. I'll answer. Okay. <laughs> Second I hear the pickup. Are you fucking kidding me? Did you honest to fuck just leave me behind with someone dressed in bullshit weird clothes who phased out of his clothes? I did see him. He was naked for a second and some old man that I've met for five minutes. Are you serious? Not that old. <laughs> hello? No, I don't want this whole hello thing. You know it's me. No, I know it's you. You could have said hi. Jesus, I we're having a weird over on the side of the road to make sure you weren't dead. And the first thing you do is ditch me. Are you serious? This isn't I middle school, you. Raven. I did not ditch you. Before we left, I made sure that your friend was okay and that you were going to wait until an ambulance got there. And then I got the people that I came with and I left. Well, we didn't wait for a fucking ambulance. Instead, I went in this car with these two people, one of which is a fucking secret agent for supernatural creatures, and the other of which I think is a demon. And I had to sit in the car between those two with nothing but Ariana Grande on my side, waiting while my friend might bleed out, only to hear that he's fine, he's just going to be traumatized for, I don't know, ever. Do you know what kind of impact this has on someone's psychological functioning? So he's okay? The guy? 
Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fine. Right? Of course he's fine. But okay. mentally, I don't know. He's going to have to have years of therapy, and you left me behind. You, I could have been killed. You left with Aiden, who, what the fuck is she? She could have killed you, too. Dude, I have no idea. I'm at Aiden's right now, and she said she's going to explain everything. And when you say that, she comes out of her room, toweling off her hair. Who are you talking to? I, yeah, I'm going to explain. Who are you talking I, to? I, I, I cover the thing. I'm like, <laughs> Is she all right? Yes. She, mouth, she yeah. like mouths it. I'm like holding okay. the phone away so she, she can't hear. She, she like points at the phone or she points. She's like, put on speaker. Put on speaker. And I put on speaker. I'm like, hey, Bethany, you're on speaker. Why do you put me on speaker? <laughs> and she's like, no, don't. Ah. Aiden's Tonight, here. Who's fucking listening? Aiden? It's Aiden look. and uh, I'm it's looking. Felicity. I'm okay, too. Felicity. Thank God. It's the three of us were at Aiden's house. Never have I prayed for something harder. <laughs> Look, Raven, I don't. I know that there's this whole thing where you're going to be mad because I moved to a better place and you're still salty about it. But look, you could have died. I saved your ass because I don't know if that thing would have come running to your car. You could have been dead. I am here with two strange men who I do not know, and you just left me here with my friend who could have died and my strangers. Now I don't want you to come pick me up. I just want you to know that I'm mad. Aiden says to Bethany, she says, where are you? I'm at the hospital. And when you say that, Raven, Aiden, light expands from her chest, and for a second, she's gone. She appears in front of you in the lobby of the hospital. Looks ar- she, she looks around and she says, you should come with me. And she, she puts her hand on your shoulder, your shoulder, and she looks at Damien. I guess you too. And she, she puts yes. her foot on Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I need a photo of uh, Aiden doing a high kick. <laughs> and that glow happens again. And whoosh, you guys are gone. And the, the golf magazine just sort of flops to the floor as, a nurse, no! as as the nurse comes around the corner and she says, he's awake, sir. <laughs> and we cut back and whoosh, and the three of you, now six of you, are all Raven in Aiden's apartment. Are all in Aiden's apartment. And oh, she I says, couldn't keep the magazine. Your powers suck. <laughs> and she just Wait, gives you like a... Here? Hugo's not here. Hugo is not. But but she grabbed the three of you. I thought we should all be here for this. Yeah, actually, I look around and I say, And she she, takes her hands hands off slowly and she's like, I'm sorry, I don't usually do that without asking. I raise my hand. Consent is important. Where's the the, the, the nerd who owns the library or whatever? How loud are they all being here for this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I mean... It might be, it might, we might start to make noise at this point because up until this point, it was just a phone call. So you probably wouldn't have heard like Bethany's yelling yet, Hugo. He was yelling while the phone was on speakerphone. Yeah, I mean, how- He might have heard some- Or if we how, teleport and we don't land on the ground, like we land like two inches up, then we all three of yeah, us go, I was, I was, I was going to say, how serendipitous do you want your like proximity to Aiden to be, Hugo? Do you want to be like her downstairs neighbor? Like- <laughs> Let's- is her apartment an interior-facing apartment? In what way? Are there any windows in it? Yes. She, like, there's a window and then like, a door that leads to an interior hallway. So it's, it's just sort of a long rectangle, and you're either on one side of the rectangle or the other, and you have a window and a door like, 
on opposite ends of your apartment. They're like big mill building windows that let in a lot of light. So it's either okay. parking lot facing or like river facing. Yeah. I got a knock on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I think when Raven <laughs> hears a knocking through the wall, she's just gonna sit on the floor and like put her head between her knees. <laughs> <laughs> like she dropped her phone when everyone uh, like teleported in, and she's just like, "What now?" Uh huh. <laughs> and Can she's I just like you? deep breathing, just yeah. like pretending she's not there. Okay. Uh, and Aiden says, uh, "Oh." I should, and she goes over Hugo and she gives you the like signal, like you should come over. I'm going to say that you and Aiden have some history and we'll get into that at some point, but I like this uh, sort of neighbors thing going on. A history. They were roommates. Amazing. So yeah, you, you come over, you knock, she opens the door and kind of just lets you in wordlessly. Uh, and closes it, and then she uh, she goes over to the the you know the oven. She takes out the pizza, puts it on the island, and she uh, you know she's getting water for everyone. Make yourselves comfortable. I guess we'll start hashing this out. Okay. Can we get some names first, please? <laughs> you just hold out the recorder pleadingly. <laughs> oh oh no no no! That's the fun part. Oh. He puts his hands back in his pockets. It's record while it's in the pocket. Ah, uh, sneaky, sneaky. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. I'm Damien Edgecrest. I know who you are. Thank you for sharing. Aiden will bring over a plate that has like a slice and uh, a glass of water for you. She hands it to you. She says, uh, "My name is Aiden." Can I get the last name? Brightwood. Pleasure to meet you, uh, Agent Whitaker. And when she looks at you, you're kind of like you feel her seeing into you. You're not Ooh. sure to you're not sure to what degree, but when she says like. Nice to meet you. You feel that. She genuinely is glad to have met you. Whitaker recoils slightly. Oh. some content. Okay. And she, she's like, are you like, okay? If, I, if, uh, if I'm correct, this is the first time I've felt that kind of like thing from her that she seems to do to everyone else, right? Uh, like, well, she's, she's not using that move in particular. I'm kind okay, of just well, like for lore. But I, I like the idea that you're like tuned in to like you know supernatural thing and you know she's some sort of weird oh, yeah. you know whatever case, so he just, he just regards her like yeah, yeah this is part of what she is and what she does okay mm-hmm. okay yeah so she she goes over she she hands felicity some food and to go with her water raven have you like done that thing where you like noodle off the couch and just like slide onto the ground in front of the coffee table <laughs> I think she was standing up when she put it on speakerphone. She like stood up, so she's oh, yeah. kind of like next to the couch now, just like like I said, mm-hmm. head between the knees, not looking at anyone, just breathing. And she's yeah, yeah. hung up the phone with uh, Bethany. Okay, Whitaker looks over. Like, yeah, and, uh, she, uh... And you are. It's like without looking up, she's just like Raven Eugenia. I'll have nothing. I still have demands. Bless you. No, shut sh- shut up, Miss Miller. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> snap no that's a lie i'm sorry i do still need you felicity is going to just like stand up and she's gonna say um hello i'm felicity starnbrook um this is ghosty and this is tom no one regards the critters they just look at you the same way everyone else has looked to you your whole life what a weirdo aiden gives a little nod and they kind of like if a spirit 
that has a skull for a head could blush, it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that all the introductions, I think, of people who haven't met yeah. Agent Whitaker for, for those purposes? That's everything. Once everyone has food and you're all sort of either standing or situated where you're going to, Aiden steps over her the back of her couch and then like sits cross-legged in it. So now we're all introduced. Ah, some of your worlds have gotten a lot bigger today, huh? Yes. And she regards Felicity and Bethany and Raven in particular. Are you all okay? Raven. Oh, I still have up. two harm done to me. I'm still bleeding. I would imagine you've gotten that treated at the hospital. Cool. Someone, someone probably bandaged it, but being a law enforcement, you were like, thank you, but that's good enough. I'm good now. Um, Is my one harm gone too? But I've gotten a little band-aid. Yeah, I think, um, well, let's save that for, okay. for you, Felicity. Agent Whitaker, you are down to one harm just for like the purposes of like, it's in a sling. Felicity, when you, I don't know, you must like rub your head or something, but you're probably on the couch already, right? Yeah. Yeah, Aiden's going to use a move. As soon as Damien sees that Aiden's like going over to address, he goes, no, 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 I want to do it. I want to do it. And you just see him go and like spit this green glob into his hand. Uh-huh. Like, no, I want to heal her. I want to heal her. If you go to move towards Aiden with your hand faster than anyone can see, her hand has your hand by the wrist and she's like turned it into like a, a wrist lock. Don't touch her. And then with her free hand, she places her hand on you, uh, Felicity, sort of at your head where you got bumped. And this like gold pulse, a little similar to what she did in the living room, Agent Whitaker and Hugo, but much smaller. And it just seems to radiate from her hand for a minute into uh, Felicity's like bump. And when she takes her hand away, it's, it's gone. So all of a sudden, Damien looks over at Agent Whitaker's arm in the sling with this green glob of slime in his hand. <laughs> I, I just, I really want to heal you, bud. I just got to heal you. And just like runs and just. You're able to break free from her grip and, and you go yeah. over and, and touch uh, Agent Whitaker's thing. So you're going to have to use magic. Aiden got a oh, 12 yeah. on, on her uh, <laughs> thing. Thanks, Aiden. 13. Enough. This green slime kind of seeps into the bandages and you feel something happening. Agent Whitaker, it doesn't hurt as much. I'm going to take the sling off and just give my arm a little test shake. It feels fine. Hmm. Hmm. During, during this time, I sit down uh, on the floor <laughs> next to Raven. <laughs> yeah, and so Aiden says, I guess that's as good a start as any. I'm Aiden Brightwood, and I am not human. And she kind of looks at you, Damien, expectantly. I'm Damien Edgecrest, and I'm not human either. <laughs> yeah. I'm Felicity Starbrook, and I can see the future. When you say that, Felicity, Aiden just kind of gives you, like, a wide-eyed, like, okay, just, hmm. And, oh, she, so and cool. she, like, sits back down, and she's just like, oh, boy. Bethany, Raven, do you have anything <laughs> you want to share? <laughs> I'm, I'm Bethany Miller, and no comment. Yeah. Miss Eugenia. I'm just feeling like a really inadequate, boring human right now. I run a blog. She <laughs> <laughs> just like takes a bite of her pizza, and it's just like, oh god. Can I read? Aiden, Aiden, no. Aiden kind of like under her breath. She's like, it's okay to be human. Wait, 
is Hugo here? Hugo is here, yeah. He came in. Hugo is currently looking out the window. Yep. Mr. Rashad. Yes. Are you human? Anything you'd like to share with the class? Oh, I'm definitely human. Oh, no, I figured that. Well, all right. That actually, all right. Are you? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Just to clear things up, I'm human too. Just like a special kind, I guess. Thank you, Miss Stonebrook. Anytime. Aiden looks at Damien and she says, how long have you been on Earth, Fallen? I don't count. Okay. And she kind of looks at you, Agent Whitaker, and for a second glows again. And you're all thinking, like, is she going to disappear? But she doesn't. She just sort of glows. It's as if her skin is emitting light from a bunch of LEDs, like, inside her. Completely diffused, but she's just glowing. And it's this warm, golden, sort of bright white light in certain places. Her clothes that she's wearing are suddenly not there. You blink and you miss it. She's in this sort of loose-fitting white robe, long sleeves. It's got, like, the hot shoulder cut out because everyone loves that shirt. It Almost when you look at the material, looks like there's, like, shimmering lines of some sort of metallic thread or circuitry. It's very strange to look at up close or to like try and pick out any uh, particular detail. And folded on her back are these wings. And she just holds that position for a second. And she looks at Damien kind of expectantly like, your turn. So you, you look over at Damien, who's like this, this really big guy in, in a suit. So you can see his eyes glow bright green and he sort of begins to shrink and the suit just like flops to the ground and you guys sort of go like, oh, like, oh, he's going to be naked again, really. But like his skin also turns green and he just sort of goes down into this green blob with like bright green eyes. He's like a little slimer, just like a pile of goo. (laughs) Wow, I love him. That's not exactly what I was expecting. When that happens, Aiden speaks, and her voice has this, like, ethereal echo to it for a minute. And she says, you're one of Leviathans. And when she finishes saying that, the light vanishes, and she's back in her, like, hoodie with flannel and cut off short. She's, she's herself again. I imagine at that point, too, like, Damien suddenly is also back to himself. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, like, it's, it's a very quick transition. So was I right? Your Leviathan spawn? Was. Okay, that's good. I like that. All right, somebody else do some talking. Yes, tell me about your blog, Raven. I am (laughs) so excited and curious. I just point to Felicity and I'm like, this one said she could see the future. And you're worried about my internet habits? I'll get to the future when I get to the future. Oh, we're starting at the bottom of interesting things and working our way up, are we? I've never read a blog before. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's, um, well, the one that I am on that I made is, uh, it's for people to post about their monster sightings. So... I guess I have found the right group of people to hang out with. What's this blog called? It's called The Watcher. Oh, no. 
<laughs> you are the owner of the Watcher? Mm-hmm. I have some colleagues who would love to meet you. It's really not necessary. It's fine. I've, I'm not I've a very been, interesting person. I've been reading your blog for two years now. Really? Miss Eugenia, <laughs> there is a subsect of the EC family who gets most of their missions from tips from your blog. She kind of blushes a little bit and she's like, really? No one knows who you are, but but I, oh, this is, this is, oh, I'm going to lord this over you their cannot. heads for ages. You can't tell them. Aiden oh, smiles and comes over to you, Raven, and just like sits back down on the couch. She's like, I told you it was okay to be human. Agent Whitaker. Yeah, I guess. We need to keep it that way. What do you mean? People read things. Sometimes people shouldn't be reading things. Sometimes some things are not meant to be read. Sometimes if people write things that they shouldn't be writing about and the wrong people find out. I think I'm following, yes. Hugo was the first person in a very long time to find out what I really am. We were tracking the same monster and just ran into each other. Not long after I got into town, actually. Wait, Hugo, you hunt monsters? Are you kidding me? I've known you yeah, for like- wait, Yeah, let's backtrack on that. I thought you yeah. were just a librarian. Yeah, can we back up on that? Because I thought you were like boring and now so you're kind of cool. Blog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We are past that. So yeah. about that seeing into the future. Yeah. Hugo has the right idea. It's not safe for people to know about this sort of thing. Not a lot of people anyway. I mean, look at you all. You're all very panicked and freaked out and, and she regards Damien. She says, it's not safe to be dealing with them but once you know there's not much that can be done if so we're I panicking because we don't an, know anything about them if i knew even an ounce more about the creature we just faced we could be saving lives so at that hugo's actually going to step out of the room go back to his room grab his book and then come back in and you relay what you found out about the kitsune Yep, opens it directly to that page. Mm-hmm. Puts it right in Agent Whitaker's face. This is excellent. We should be working Raven together like all the time. Raven scrambles behind his shoulder. Uh, he starts copying the stuff down into his little like his little little black notebook. Yeah, Wait, well, I don't have a pen. I could. I don't know it. that you would be able to copy it, Agent Whitaker. It's in like you know like oh. old old Han period like Chinese. Like, <laughs> you hold this up to my face. I'm like. <laughs> I can't read that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Hugo translates, essentially. Aiden actually holds her hand out. She says, could I, Hugo? Of course. Uh, And she just sort of flips through it, nods like she's reading it. Some details are probably a bit off, but we're trying. How old is that book? Who's we? Where did you get it? The book itself, I don't know how old it is. Some things have been added over the years. Some things I wrote in there myself. Some things other people put in. As for who we is, what do you know about, well, Agent Whitaker, you mentioned a particular family. Uh, Natalie, what do they know? <laughs> the, the Easty family is aware that there are other people in the world who know about 
the supernatural. Some of them are black market traders. Others are supernatural business people, creatures, running fronts as like human or like businesses so that they can then deal with magic stuff on the side or to conceal whatever else. But they also have had contact and dealings with other people who show up, seem to know a lot about the supernatural and maybe assist occasionally with uh, a fight or, you know, to subdue some creature. It's sort of not unheard of that what happened with you and Hugo has happened in the past. I relay some of that to Hugo. Yeah, you're sort of like, we, we're, not, we're not isolated, basically. Like, you're, yeah. not, you're not living in the dark. Like, there is a greater world outside of your organization. And we're open to collaboration. Suffice to say, what we are has changed and fractured over the years, but what we're trying to do is help. Well, good. We're on the same side, then. Can I be on the side, too? Hayden, like, spits her drink in her cup for a second. <laughs> Whitaker's also not impressed. <laughs> Damien, was it? Yeah. Why would you want to help humans? Humans are great. They have all the best stuff. I think we should just try to keep everyone here safe. If that spirit has anyone sent, she might come after that person. And she makes it a point to look at Raven, Felicity, and Bethany. I'm going to keep everybody safe, and we're going to work together on it. That much is clear to me right now. <sighs> also, I'd say that in the efforts of trying to keep everyone safe, we probably should understand a bit more about who is who. So we have your wonderful blog and your fighting skills, which thankfully you haven't had to do anything with yet. We have someone who can see into the future. Yes. Let's get back to that, actually. Okay. Hmm. Yes, I would also like to hear more. Miss Starnbrook, mm -hmm. the Eastie family takes a lot of public information. They take a lot of statements from the general public. So we get a lot of crazy people coming through claiming they see ghosts, see the yes. future, this, that, and the other thing. I just want to make sure you're not one of those. Oh, I'm not. Can you prove it? Can she I did tell me about the blood house before we went. I can prove it. I can prove it. He has little creatures. Tell about, does have little tell creatures. about what I did. And Aiden kind of, like, doesn't respond right away, but it looks like she's, like, weighing what to say. Felicity is telling the truth. She is unique. And when she says that, the, your two spirit friends, Dee Glamour and Ghosty and Tom, are sort of mm -hmm. sitting on your shoulder. This is Ghosty. Oh, just adorable. This is Tom. I saved her life. It was fun. That is fascinating, isn't that? He, like, leans uh, closer. Yeah, the little, like, fluttering squirrel with the dragonfly wings kind of, like, like, goes behind her and crawls up into her hair again. But uh, Ghosty kind of, like, waddles on her shoulder. I'm going to pick him up and hand him to Agent Whitaker. He's just a little, a little nugget. Oh, you're just a sweet little thing. When you say, like, I saved her life, Aiden is sort of like, I think maybe that's out of the bag now. But yes, you did. 
saved me a lot of trouble and probably mm -hmm. that bus driver. You're welcome. What is uh, this thing? He's my spirit friend. He's a nature sprite. They nature sprite, all right. Are, are all over the place. Normally they're not quite so forward. These ones are special. Yeah, how about that? You've had them a long time, haven't you, Felicity? Yeah, you, do you remember them from camp? Yeah, I do when we were little. That's where I met Tom. He came with and me from camp. When you mentioned that, Aiden is like, she's like, what? Felicity knew Tom and Ghosty. You're Felicity? You're Felicity. Uh, no, Raven, <laughs> I, Felicity <laughs> also knew Tom and Ghosty. <laughs> Raven yeah. knew Tom and Ghosty. I sometimes almost respond when people are trying to talk to Bethany because it's close enough to my name Ooh, that I'm yeah. like, yes, no, yeah. not me. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Bethany, uh, Aiden kind of looks over at you. How are you doing, Bethany? I think, um, is it okay if Bethany's kind of slipped outside during all of this conversation? If that's what she would have done. She probably, yeah, she slipped outside. Okay. Just to like kind of, just kind of like take, take a moment. Um, I feel like we wouldn't have noticed you left until we turned to talk to you. We were also engrossed. She, she could have, yeah. Cool I mean, ass towers, yeah. Yeah. There were definitely moments where there's something more interesting than Bethany Miller happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Can I, uh, Mirio through the wall and just be like, hey, psst, Bethany is, is, is going outside. Is that like a sorority sister thing? Should I be out here too? <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, Damien, um, hey. as a pledge, you, it's, you don't have to be for every sorority meeting. Um, oh, okay, sorry. Not until you make your kite and your paddle, so I, um, I, will, I do I will appreciate work on it, both. though. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I'll help you make both of them. Um, yes. You need to make sure you have your other pledges signed both, so. Okay, uh, we'll do. I'll, I'll let you get back to your meeting. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, texting, I was, like, <laughs> She's she's good, guys. She's uh, she's in a meeting. It's uh, pretty important stuff that I can't tell you about because you know snitches get stitches. That's fair. All right. You do understand. I work for an agency that specifically specializes in learning about and dealing with situations like this. So I do have to report this. It won't be public knowledge, let me make that clear. You, you can't just like, you know, open up the Eastie database and download everything. It won't be public knowledge, but it's part of my job. Will people come to take Ghosty? I highly doubt it. Oh, that's fine then. Though they will probably very much want maybe a written statement of how you came to meet Ghosty, you know, information about Ghosty. You're not gonna take take it away, I, I imagine. Okay. Then I'm fine with that. But that's agreeable with you all? Yeah. I would prefer not to be in any sort of database. You don't think I'm a threat, do you? We investigate more than threats. That's fair, I suppose. I can leave your name out of it if you'd like. The name's not what I'm worried about being included. You're... I cannot recall the last time we've encountered any sort of 
celestial, angelic being. I'm sure they'd want to know about this and want to know. As a note, they have never. And Hugo, until you met Aiden, also never. So like, when you met her, your agency was, what is she, what is she doing here? Oh my, like, you know, it threw the whole sect into disagreements and arguments about the nature of the world for a long time. Because as far as they know, celestials are not supposed to be on earth. The only way celestial power has ever been present in terms of what the sect has done has been through compacts, very big rituals, and priests within the order who sort of contacted this divine energy. But the notion that uh, an angel, right? No one has said it, but like everyone is just sort of leaving it unsaid. Being physically there in the world and affecting things is not like in any text at all. The most they've ever been have been messengers. They've never the like- the Bible. And the Bible, right? Like they've never fought with people. They, they're, they're just not around. They're in myth and legend and everything, but like in the texts that matter, nothing. I'll, I'll say this, Hugo, because we're gonna have to work on a, a, what you know of her and what she's like shared around you. But she hasn't said what she's doing here why why she's here now anything like that she she's been kind of close-lipped in a similar way to how you've been close-lipped right like there was a sort of a mutual like you're weird i'm weird we're gonna be roommates like (laughs) (laughs) and they were roommates so yeah um i think also uh agent whitaker that you're dealing with something you've never seen before there and uh, and like damien also is a bit of an outlier it's rare to see a demon not tethered to someone through a summoning, through a ritual, that sort of thing. Like these are two otherworldly creatures that are just here and loose, for lack of a better word. Like, so, yeah. Miss Brightwood, you have to understand, you, by existing, are groundbreaking. And all I'm going to say is if, if you don't want me doing my job in alerting the agency about your presence so at least we can get an idea of what's going on here. You'll need to give me a very good reason why. Because I have been around for a long time and I don't know your agency yet. If you can get me to trust them, then I will trust you. I mean, they've been around a long time, too. <laughs> they're, not, they're not new. And she says, I don't doubt it. Any organization like yours has been around a long time. She kind of looks at Hugo. I just... You're the first one I've met. And not that you should take any offense, but I don't know you yet. All right. I think you're a good person. And when she says that, you get that same feeling from when she, like, said, like, it's nice to meet you. That she, like, means that and kind of, like, believes it inherently. When you say you've been around for a long time, how long is a long time? Like, you're, you're not, like, mid-twenties, are you? 
let's just get that out there. <laughs> she, she, she says, uh, so how about that blog? <laughs> blog okay and she and she and she cool. and like you don't she, have to answer it's she, she, to ask people how old they are i get yeah it. she she's just like that was supposed to be a joke um a long time yeah it's not a competition <laughs> all right well we gotta get out how long have we all been on earth God damn it. <laughs> are we talking like decades or like centuries or millennia just like a vague. Were you there for the storming of the Bastille? Uh, she kind of like. I have to know. She's getting like real awkward. She's like, um, it's not. I'm never in like the right place. The world is bigger than your history lessons, if that makes well, sense. No, oh, that's fair. We can't all be there for the storming of the Bastille. <laughs> She says, I'm, I'm sure it was uh, interesting. And like, she is blushing now. And she's like, I seem to miss a lot of what history considers important things. And she like goes over to the, the like, the mantle where that like stone bowl cup was. And she like picks that up for a second. And she looks around, she looks at Hugo, sort of like, a, what do you think? She's basically asking for like a vibe check, like Hugo's like intuition on these people. <laughs> so he's going to look at Agent Whitaker, look at Felicity, look at Maria. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yep, yep. Look at Damien. <laughs> and then he's going to try to look out the door to see if Bethany's anywhere nearby. Mm hmm. She's on her phone. She's outside uh, the door sitting on her phone, staring yeah, at her. something on her cell phone. Dissociating. He's going to look back into the room. She kind of nods, and she just sort of, like, puts the, the cup back down. The gardens were very nice until they were lost. Okay. Don't look at me. Hugo is looking right at Damien. <laughs> Until they were lost. <laughs> I don't lose things. I would take things. It's not. That's bigger than me. I think that's enough about me. We should try and figure out how we're going to catch this thing. Someone was talking my ear off about motive. Miss Miller. I I step in. What's up? You mentioned something in the car about um something about exes and getting revenge. Oh. Where do you think Ganari's striking next? I don't know. It's she's a monster, but I thought it was pretty dumb that everybody was thinking about where anyone else was because the first person you always look at in the killer is an ex. Haven't you seen how to get away with murder? If we're asking the question of motive, then we have to ask why she was here in the first place and whether she had any like potential to strike on this person in particular or whether she's just hunting as the fox lady and i look at hugo i'm like does is this does it say anything anywhere about whether it's they strike randomly on random people that they seduce or whatever they're doing or does it say that they is there usually a particular reason why they pick someone someone they build them up so they can break them down okay but that's all the sweeter you can do that to anybody. Everybody's emotionally weak and vulnerable, even if it's in different ways. 
I, why would they pick him in particular? And if they're picking him, then of course they're going to pick all of his friends surrounding him because all of them are overcome with grief right now. That's why they went for Taylor. It's probably why they're going to go for someone else in the football team, maybe his family, his parents. I would look into them particularly, but I couldn't tell you for sure. I would watch Taylor and see, make sure people are watching him to make sure she doesn't come back for him later because he might have seen too much. Also, we're probably suspects as well for her because she saw all of our faces and heard us yell each other's names across the room the entire time. And she knows me because I was friends with Chase back when the football team, um, and then I went in this long, I go in this long, <laughs> my football team relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll sort of like, we pull away as, as Bethany goes on a rant. And, and, and it's odd, right? Because this room full of strange and folks familiar with the bizarre, everything weird that's happened, and yet, here we all are sitting in Aiden's very sort of pristine apartment with frozen pizza. And the most interesting thing right now is Bethany Miller describing the history that she has had with the, the football team. And we sort of pan out that hallway and go down the hallway and the camera does like that trick thing where it continues, but now it's the hallway of the hospital. And Taylor is lying there in bed. Beep, bleep, bleep from behind the curtain steps a woman with long dark black hair and she comes over and leans against the bed and Taylor kind of stirs. She brushes the hair gently out of his face. Anari, don't worry. Nothing is gonna get you anymore. I'm gonna make sure of it. And that is where we will end for tonight. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Someone should have watched him! Goosebumps. <laughs> so, episode two, we're doing it! <laughs>